0: Welcome to Left of the Throne, a Game of Thrones review podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on?
1: Uh, gosh, spring's finally here. Some more, I guess. We, we have leaves on the trees, whereas a week ago we didn't. So, um, Would you say that- it's a dream of spring? uh not exactly it's gonna be a little bit warmer um it's
0: that's the supposed title for the seventh book that that's oh right written.
1: a dream of spring yeah. yeah uh i've been dreaming about it for fucking half a year and now it's finally <laughs> here so uh winter is suddenly very over
0: yeah yeah it, it, it ironically happened right right when uh winter ended on the show uh winter winter seemed yeah. to end finally, it was, it was like a,
1: a hbo tie-in <laughs> thing with like russia's weather control <laughs> device and you know and apparently now starbucks has a big product tie-in with uh game of thrones as we've <laughs> learned the last 24 We're hours sold so. out
0: to big starbucks Just fucking putting it right <laughs> in the middle of shots and don't even care anymore it's like whatever no, no. you're gonna see a pepsi machine you know so in, in the back of uh the red suit next week <laughs>
1: Either that was on purpose or it was just, you know, they told him, OK, this is going to be a close up. And they actually were in a wide shot and they didn't realize that's it was that's probably
0: there. more than likely what happened.
1: And there's a million things like that that, that are, have happened in the show that people haven't noticed. There's a there's a shot where um, there's a big it's a, one of the wedding ceremonies. And uh, Jamie has a has a coffee cup in his hand. <laughs> I'm sure he had it there thinking, oh, they have me in like a just
0: a, you know, a
1: head and shoulder shot. And it was actually a wide shot. And he didn't realize it.
0: When you have uh, and so you would, many people in a scene, it's like impossible to make sure that nobody brings in any kind of controversy. You know, it, it's a tough it, it happens sometimes with continuity. Oh yeah. It's just
1: Oh yeah. Uh, well it, it just just the, 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 I think that blows our minds is that you know, they, they spent two years to make sip, six episodes. You'd think they'd be pouring through every single frame.
0: <laughs> How do I not know it's a fucking Starbucks plastic lidded coffee yeah, mug? Like sometimes that? sometimes your eye just totally glosses over something right in front of your face. Cause it's too obvious. Like you're not thinking at yeah. all in that moment. Like what is in the shot? You're just like, Oh, you know, they're sitting at the table. There's meads on the table. What like, it, your mind doesn't even go to sure. that. So it's like, well, it and, is funny it, that nobody that noticed You're watching several different actors. Like you're watching, you've got
1: actors in the foreground and actors in the background, all in the same kind of medium wide shot. And you're watching one person, like multiple people's reactions to one person talking. And that's hard for your eye to follow that many things, let alone like look for a cup, you know, <laughs> sitting there on the table.
0: So it's yeah, funny that know, none I, of them noticed it either, though. Like it, it had to have been somebody's cup, so somebody eventually had to have gone in to clean and been like, "I wonder oh, if shit. was in the shot." <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, maybe i just not anything. Well, I'm sure they'll find it editing later. Anything. They'll just take it out. In the, you know,
1: <laughs> they probably, that was like the last thing in the budget that they had. They couldn't afford to. Like, look, we have spent every cent we can on effects. <laughs> There's no more money in the budget to remove that coffee mug digitally so it stays in there i
0: i, I imagine like like amelia clark fo- found it at the end of that scene and she was just really fucking tired she was like i just want to go home and then she saw the coffee cup and she's like that's gonna be in all the shots isn't it i'm just not gonna say anything they'll notice <laughs> it in CGI.
1: <laughs> i don't want to come back and reshoot any of this shit they'll just they'll take it out or they won't so
0: <clears throat> but yeah but so yeah and for people that don't know what we're talking about there was a, a starbucks cup very prominently featured in one shot uh of the episode where they're in the uh the opening uh kind of celebration scene but uh yeah so uh, and you sent me that funny tweet also of sansa on set it looked like in that same outfit holding a starbucks cup so it was like
1: oh yeah with little, uh lady mormon they were they were um You know, not in character. They weren't on set. They were like by a garage or something like that. They were like hanging out, yeah, hanging
0: out somewhere
1: like off screen.
0: But it's like the the, the joke really method with her. She's so
1: meta into character that she's like (laughs) fucking. You know, making it look like uh, uh, that uh, Amelia Clark, you know, was the one who accidentally left a cup
0: there. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But yeah. So uh yeah, you know, I overall um I really enjoyed the episode. I have a, a couple of pretty serious nitpicks with uh more so with with staging and impossibly direction, maybe more so than the writing, but we'll we'll get to that more towards the end. But overall, there's a lot of interesting things that happened this episode. So uh why don't we just kind of go through all the big beats and we'll, we'll we'll talk about how we felt about them. Uh I have I have some notes here, so all right. Um, obviously, we start with the opening uh, kind of funeral pyre scene. Uh, and John uh, gives us, I, I thought, a really funeral great pyre scene. It's kind of the biggest of. funeral pyre scene ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like thousands and thousands and thousands, <laughs> right, and, thousands
1: and thousands. Right, maybe I downplayed it. Thousands thousands of corpses. Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know if John you, you can see a really... the, 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 the establishing shot, how they put all their friends on the nice, neat little boxes. And then off mm-hmm. in the distance, there's like this huge pile that's not pretty at all it, it's, it's, it's like the it's, not important ones no well it's all the people that were dead before right and oh, and you yeah, barely yeah. see it but it's like off in the distance and at first it looks like it's the tree line and then you realize oh no that's just all the fucking like skeleton type ones mm-hmm. that they, they they weren't weren't even their own people at any point uh in the battle
0: yeah so I, I i really enjoyed that scene i thought john's speech was great it was very uh very very much felt like a uh like a like a presidential slash king stump speech, like it was John. Oh, Sle- I,
1: yeah, I thought he was invoking some
0: Mel Gibson. Then you know, they may take our lives. you Yeah, know, he put of thing. he put a lot of bass in his voice. I was like, John, that's not how you sound, man. Like I love you, but that's <laughs> oh well. I uh, I I just we we're all gathered here. T-. Like I'm like, dude, that's not your yeah. voice. But he was great. So. <laughs> put
1: put his collar on a <laughs> little bit tighter just to you know, invoke invoke He's a bit taking- more sympathy. <laughs>
0: He's taking all those uh, short jokes to heart, I think, <laughs> this is what's going on. Because, you know, it's fine when Tormund does it. But when, like, Danny and Sansa are making fun of his height, he's like, come on, guys, like, give me a break. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's, well, you know, apparently, it apparently really he's crazy. like 5'8". You know, I mean, it's not that it's short, but like in that world, it's pretty short. So it's like, you know. I well, know,
1: yeah, if if you compare it to uh, uh, real n- medieval knights who were about five foot three at the tallest, you would have towered over them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, and you could tell there's there's different shots where they want someone to look taller or shorter. They put them on heels. They put them on, you know, not like a full Apple box in a lot of cases. Would You have to do that. But, you know, if they want somebody to look more prominent, you shoot them from below. If you, mm-hmm. they want to look smaller, you shoot them from above. So it's yeah. pretty easy to do that, but.
0: Um, but so anyway, you know, I really thought that was a great speech. Um, and it, it really just reinforces and it's something we haven't seen out of John much in the past couple episodes, but really reinforces why he's a good leader and like why people want to follow him, you know, like he knows how to rally the troops and how to how to yeah. talk to his people like that's his biggest skill he's not he he makes the smartest feel, guy but he yeah
1: <laughs> he's our stupid stupid son uh, which we'll get
0: to later but yeah he yeah. he knows how to well, rally he, the troops he makes you know? people
1: feel good about living in the shitty cold miserable part of the country where mm-hmm. everything's just you know famine and and cold and dreary and he's you know tries to make people feel romantic about
0: it well, he's, he's a leader of men in the most traditional sense of the word. Like he, he just knows how to, you know, to get people to want to follow him to their, to their deaths, maybe, you know, like in, 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 in uh, service of his cause. So, uh, he gives that speech, you know, I like that they kind of had everyone lighting the pyre for their, uh, own, own kind of clan, you know, Grey Worm lit, uh, the Unsullied pyre, uh, Danny lit the pyre that had Jor on it, uh, Yeah, they had John light the pyre with Lady Mormont on it. So, you know.
1: Yeah, I I liked how Arya uh, was was lighting up Beric, who, uh, like, she'd only met the day before. (laughs) And then she insulted, but then, like, he saves her life. And that's pretty much it. (laughs) Like, well, Well, uh, I knew you for a couple minutes there yeah Didn't she then, uh, yeah she she knew them before from when, like season
0: three or whatever like way back they had that little plot where like gendry where she was with gendry and then they were like then Melisandre right. took right but she I was think.
1: their captive back then so it wasn't like they were friends you know and yeah yeah <laughs> she's to the point but where she doesn't she, give a shit about them but yeah. still there's there's a little bit of like yeah you saved my life and you died for it so
0: yeah, well, I think she understood understood now, like the bigger picture with all the with all the red priestess stuff and all the Lord of Light stuff where it was all in service of her defeating the Night King. So I think she has maybe a, she doesn't. Them. I don't know
1: if she really believes in any of that, because when when the hound says, you know, how does it feel to to be the hero, to be heroic? And mm-hmm. she's like, well, feel or oh, he says, how does how did it feel to, just, to you know, kill that horny headed? fucker? Whatever she yeah, exactly. It. She's like, well, it felt better than dying. And it's like, you, you can tell that she doesn't care. Like to her, it's just what she would That's, do. She's and just so
0: aloof though. That's her personality. She's just yeah, I, I
1: think so. She's trying to kind of like downplay it to look like more of a badass, right? Because he's one of the few people that values that in her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the same time, it's like she doesn't, he he wasn't on the list, right? So that was just like a momentary distraction for her,
0: honestly. Yeah uh so one thing i also really liked from that scene it was a little moment and you know i know we talked about how we didn't really care much about theon and even though he had a nice you know death last week i really liked that sansa gave him the little stark pin you know on, on his body before they lit the pyre it was a nice oh yeah i, I barely
1: recognized him because his hair was redder than we'd ever seen it before almost yeah. as red as sansa's hair uh and it was it was swept back you could actually see his forehead for the first time in the entire show
0: which I was kind of like, is that who is that? I don't recognize that because they painted his face really white to give him that like death pallor, So his hair stood out. It, more, maybe. it, it wasn't
1: that it's just his hair has been always hanging down over his, his forehead for the entire show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and just, you know, very red. And clearly, they were all pale. Um, I think Jorah was probably the hardest one to see like that because you're just like because that was the first yeah, body you know, they uh, show in the cameras just slowly painting up his body. And you don't know who it's going to be. And then you see his face and you're just like, no, that's clearly he was the one we cared the most about out of all those people. and mm-hmm. um, it, it was definitely the the hardest one because like one of the things I liked about the battle of mm-hmm. Winterfell with those deaths that made him really, really hurt was they didn't have like one final line. Like, I shall of it, you know, it wasn't like, you know, yeah. I always, you know, it was it, and with with Jorah, you could tell he was trying to get words out and couldn't because he even stabbed through the chest He's so many times on was, like, he blood. couldn't. Yeah, 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 and he he like almost tries to mouth some words, and then that's it, you know. And mm-hmm. you're just it feels like you're robbed. It, it's it's kind of like when um when a when a main character gets killed off off camera, and you don't even get to see their death. Like what that fucking does to the viewer, where you're like, wait, what 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 happened? Why was <laughs> why didn't we see yeah. it? What what the fuck happened? Uh, they they did that between the the second and third Alien movies, where they killed off like half of the people that made it out of there and you're you're just kind of like as an audience like whoa wait that's that they were they survived and we just fucking they just die in a crash and we didn't even get to see it what the
0: fuck is that yeah um so yeah you know that 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 scene was good i I enjoyed that um i I like that they still burn the bodies even though they don't have to anymore but but i think it's at this point even more just of like a a a storage and sanitation issue Oh, Uh, less so that less so than uh these people might come back as zombies thing yeah, could you um, imagine all
1: the soot, though? Which is, the, like, the whole castle... Yeah, that, that can't be great
0: for everyone either. You'd you be breathing in your friends for a while. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of six and a half dozen. You know, you almost wonder if it's better yeah. just to bury them and preserve them so it's you, they're not going to, like, rot yeah. that bad if they're all frozen. Well, or, at the
1: very least, build those pyres a good few thousand yards away. You got the room, right? Yeah, they're you right got outside the front
0: room. door. I mean, my God. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, I, I did notice. I went back and I watched a few of the early episodes. How much the terrain outside the gates of Winterfell was changed for this battle, where it used to be like this, like up on a hill with like a mm-hmm. bunch of long brick houses right outside the outside the. Um, outside I thought
0: there the was gates. a town immediately outside the gates, is what I thought. It's
1: it's sort of like that. I mean, unless there's like two totally separate gates, which I don't think yeah. there are. Um, and even with like the, the Battle of the Bastards, there's like this huge hill they have to run up to get to the castle and not all that's gone where now it's you know outside those gates it's totally flat as far as the eye can see because they needed to be right so they were just yeah. like well let's just make the this is all flat
0: <laughs> now <laughs> so. nobody will notice <laughs>
1: No, nobody will notice. Um, and, and hey, next time the castle gets siege, gets siege, let's put the ring of fire between us and the huge charging crowd instead of behind us. <laughs> so yeah, we can't get back. M-
0: might 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 have been a smart idea to just do that from the beginning and not get the entire Dothraki army killed. Although apparently they, half of them survived. Yeah, because <laughs> it seems we'll like he, later, they, they, they were really weird. easy.
1: Yeah, just a couple of little things about that battle was that those 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 <laughs> White Walkers are really easy to kill in close close quarters. But when they get a bunch of them running together, that's when they really have all that power. And they just give them a huge open field to get all the momentum up. You'd think they would have all those caltrops like out there amongst the battlefield to slow them down. Um, Anyway, they didn't have a lot of time to plan for it. So whatever, I'm going to forgive it. And
0: and it it also depends on whether or not, I mean, we talked about last week, whether or not the Dothraki just didn't get in order. It seemed like they just got like really riled up because they had flaming swords and they just charged on their own like idiots. And that's why the battle went to shit. And maybe they did have a bet. But, you know, logic dictates you don't put your cavalry out front like they're the cavalry for a reason they come in at the end and mop, mop the floor of all the well, infantry you, you know?
1: we talked about this a little bit last week i mean the the idea that they are unbeatable is in their heads um they've never yeah. seen the enemy they're about to face they run out there in the pure dark and they couldn't see how many they were running mm-hmm. into and the the whole idea of of charging with the You know the the infantry horseback is to scare the shit out of everybody well if you're fighting the the undead who have no fear that doesn't work there's you can't intimidate them there is no psychological warfare to that you know it looks cool for yourselves until you're all dead i I was a little it was a little strange this episode though when they're talking about the dothraki present tense and i'm like i only saw like
0: three guys make it out of there what are you talking yeah, about Yeah, this is yeah th- there was a lot of like don't worry about it kid moments this episode where it was just like well we lost half our troops i'm like if i have to mean <laughs> virtually all of your troops because <laughs> where I saw were they all inside the castle <laughs> completely slaughtered like what the what were they fucking chilling like where are they second yeah. line that never came out like but whatever, it, it's fine. I mean, yeah, I'll, I, I think I'll, you I'll, just can't show everything. And then when they're
1: thinking about it, they're like, oh, because I thought about that, too. I'm like, how many people were standing out in front of that castle for that ceremony? You know, a couple hundred. Yeah. How many people were left like that in many. that? How many people could you can fit in that castle, let alone thousands of bodies on top of thousands of bodies? And we barely see anyone left at the end of the last episode. There's like four people standing literally, and it's the characters we know and love where were, where was all the rest of this battle taking place in that castle was it just all in the hallways and we never you know
0: well so you know it's you know it's interesting though when at the end and and i don't want to talk about the scene entirely until we get to it but when they show the unsullied army there are not many of them so i want that seemed a little more accurate of what i thought would have been left over but i thought more unsullied would have survived than dothraki because they had a lot of people that actually managed to survive the uh that like retreat maneuver they were doing, the collapsing maneuver. So Yeah. It's yeah. interesting the kind of think, metrics of who you know they want to keep on the board. I think it's really hard to shoot the continuity
1: and then have a tell a yeah. story at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because really if there was a hundred thousand against ten thousand, they're like you would be cleaning the bodies up for
0: months. Like, that's all you'd yeah. be doing was,
1: would be clean up the like Yeah, they wouldn't have they, these
0: piled by, like, the next day, like it seems like, or, you know, the, a no, couple of days after. No, you, you would just
1: dig open giant pits. You wouldn't have time to, even if it was just their own dead, uh, they, they said they had, what, 20,000, 10,000? The number kind of shifts around a little bit. But still, that's like, there's maybe 60 pyres there with maybe 10 people a piece on them. That's not nearly enough. So yeah. I think sometimes for the sake of like what you can fit in a, a single shot of like camera. Yeah, those super wide shots of all the you're running. It looks like there's 10,000. Now that weren't near yeah. that many, but each little individual flaming sword, it's its the scale is hard. I think that you know, you have different designers working on different aspects of it. And then at the end of the day, you're like, okay, that looks good enough. Like it looks good enough for television. It looks fucking kick ass. We don't have to know the exact number, the exact amount, because that's not important. It's it's still a TV show. Um, except when it gets to like just one-on-one type stuff. And then bad continuity really stands out. <laughs> and I think we'll get to that later in the show, because there's one one thing that happened in this last episode that people are kind of like
0: oh come on you're fucking it's kidding in, me it's, it's indefensible <laughs> if we're talking about the last scene it's indefensible but we'll, not the we'll last scene not the Third, last scene. Uh, second last i don't remember what scene it is but um we'll get yeah, to we'll it get we'll get, get to there. it um so you know that that was a that was a nice scene then we get the uh really one of the kind of most fun fun loving scenes you know at, at the start at least in game of thrones history where they're in the uh great hall all kind of celebrating and getting sloshed and like you know Tormund's like uh, spilling 15 you know cups of wine but still somehow has wine in his cup and he's like you know I just really like that scene I thought it was really funny Um, oh
1: and it's a very long slow burn too Because at first you're like nobody's gonna talk what can they even talk about uh how could you even write dialogue for this scene and it's really Danny I think kind of gets that feeling and she's the one that starts to start uh, to, to to change that mood by, you know, raising a glass to, uh, to uh, Gendry. And uh, is it Gendry or Gendry? I always know if I'm saying it wrong.
0: It is I, Gendry, I, isn't it? I think it's Gendry, yeah.
1: Yeah, and she like gives him a, a little a lordship and it's kind of like, oh, that's nice. But she also kind of flexes her power like, hey, look what I can do. I'm your queen. And nobody really kind of says like, oh, yes, to our new queen. Like nobody does that. And it's also yeah. because she doesn't want him to think about any kind of you know uh, aspiration claiming the, the throne
0: yeah so, so she does yeah, a couple I, things you know, all at
1: once but it, it definitely kind of sets the tone for what all the celebration that, that does follow afterward
0: so that there, there's a lot of really fun little things that you can notice in that scene if you're looking like <laughs> when danny's addressing the room and everyone's like dead silent you can if you watch the hound he just keeps eating his chicken like as everyone's like staring at danny kind of worried as, <laughs> about what she's oh, say yeah. to say. <laughs> Well, and when just they cheers to him moment. too,
1: he doesn't get up either. He just keeps chowing down. Too. <laughs> so he's he's not phased by any of it. Uh, I, I think too. one of the um, one of the funniest sequences was the Tormund getting cock blocked by everybody who was part <laughs> of the, the game. Like everyone was part. Like they did some part of the cock block there. The, the Westerosi
0: <laughs> never have I ever. Yeah, that was that was a fun night. right.
1: But it was like so she she gets up and and you know moves past him and he tries to follow Jamie stands up and kind of like physically blocks him and then turns and then Tyrion pours the wine into his, into his cup like here can you, here's, here's a consolation prize and then and then Pod just fucking grins at him like <laughs> like we're we've been trying to hook up mom and dad here for a while so sit down Torment.
0: And, and I love the it, it, Tormund's like my heart is broken and then some like <laughs> yeah. uh, like some wedge comes up and he's like oh, I feel better now and he like yeah. leaves with well, like women as he, a
1: um, because you, you know he's getting drunk and it's like you don't know how much time's passed and it's kind of a quick jump there and you don't know if he's gonna get violent maybe there is gonna be like a fight breakout or breaks out or something and then very quickly realize it's it's comedic levity he's got his arm around the home and he's just take your take your hand off me
0: he's got um, some all-time great I, I wonder if we're not going to see him again because they really gave him a lot of really great like torment lines this episode you know like uh he keeps trying to I he keeps trying to get John to drink I think and he's like uh you know we are celebrating and and they're like oh vomiting isn't celebrating he's like yes it is
1: Yeah of uh, course if you're not throwing up you haven't celebrated enough yeah
0: And then at one point John, John was I think somebody asked if he was going to end up riding Gal, you know when they when they went off to King's Landing and he's like no I don't want to burden him he's he's been through a lot uh you know I don't want to burden him with any extra weight and then uh I think uh, Tormund says like uh, you weigh as much as two fleas fucking or something like
1: that. Yeah, that that was later the next day or like several days after <laughs> once oh, they were okay. all about, to, about to depart. But, um, but the, the the part of the scene that I thought was really kind of touching was, um, you know, there's a lot of comedic relief and then the Hounds, you know, being an asshole and like these two different bar wenches try to pick him up and he like violently rejects both of them, um, and, that, and then Tormund ends up uh, getting one of them. And I think. Uh Pod takes the other. Uh and but then the whole time that happens, Sans is <laughs> watching that. Right. And then she comes over yeah. to him and he she's the only person he lets uh, touch him. You know, she takes his hand and they have this little up. this little back and forth and they make each other smile in that scene. And like those two characters never fucking smile <laughs> in the whole damn show. Yeah. Um and, and I and love it. doesn't make the hound smile as much. Oh, I know. No, he loves her, but she doesn't. She isn't even trying to. But the the line where he kind of gives her some shit about when she got raped by Ramsey Bolton, and she didn't even bat an eye. She's just like, "Well, I gave him his," and he wants to know how he did it or how she killed him. And she he just she just says hounds, and then he fucking cracks up. He like, I mean, as much as the <laughs> hound cracks up, he just kind of cracks a smile. And, yeah, no, you know, I just, just the fact it. that she killed him with literal hounds, and that's his nickname. Like, you know, he takes like took some pleasure in that. <laughs>
0: yeah and no, I, I really enjoyed that and, and that's the kind of thing that i love about game of thrones and it's something they build up you know with these characters over eight seasons and that's you know more so than the big battles and stuff like that. Is like the really well-earned character moments that oh, like where yeah. they don't have to say a lot but you know exactly what the subtext of that scene is, you know, like
1: absolutely well, and it's also she only cares for men that have been mutilated, apparently. Um, <laughs> also. but the, there's uh, of all the different ships out there, you know, uh, uh, it's hard to say them right, yeah, and then uh, G, you know, the, the one with Aria and in general, like, and a lot of these have gone on for years, people that like noticed a slight little bit of chemistry. And they just like ship it nonstop all on, on on every fucking post. Uh and so there's one called Sansan San for <laughs> for San Sansan. San. <laughs> and yeah, and exactly because you know, he everything he's done has been really uh in character. You know, he he rarely opens up to people. He's bitter, he's angry, um, he's vengeful, uh he he's just nasty to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um but the when he was ready to leave King's Landing, he was like, "I'll take you with me. I'll get you back to Winterfell," and that's like the only fucking. Even when he had Arya, he was like, "I'll oh, I'll sell you back. I'll make some money out of it." He never <laughs> said anything like that with Sansa, and you could tell like he really fucking had a thing for her. Uh, and I don't know how much of that was was hit. when he rescued her. He kind of like, you know, took it upon himself that now we felt more protective or or what. Like in the first season, or I think it was first or second season when she the the riot happens i think it's the second season uh and he saves her from the three uh marauders
0: i think she you know she treated him like a person to an extent which is more than almost anyone else you know ever did for him so i think there's there's that mutual respect like where and i think he appreciates now that he uh, kind of almost looks at her as like a like in a in a daughterly way where he's like glad that she's a little bit as strong as she is now, like, because she well, knows all the he shit she's been through.
1: Really the only, the, the, the very small ways, but when, you know, after Ned Stark was killed and she was basically a prisoner of King Joffrey, um, and, and it was just being horribly abused by him. He was one of the only people that was like, Hey, you need to chill. Cause he can get a lot worse. Like mm-hmm. when he, when he, he didn't smack her, but he had the other guard smack her, Right. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, the hound was like, uh, it might want to not rebel because you're going to, This going to get way worse for you. So I felt like they were, they were, he was always, really was looking out for her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he, and he's not a cruel guy. He's just had a fucking horrible life because he's, you know, he's, he's been resentful his whole life. He was mutilated by his brother, his, you know, dick brother. And it's like, he's another one of those characters like Jamie, who deep down is a good person, but it's just really, you really got to crack through the layers of, of of life experience you know that that turned them into who they are to find like the actual you know our actual character of their of their person you know yeah um but so yeah that that scene was good uh you know we we kind of get little offshoots from the the celebration scene we get the little scene where aria is not you know with the party of course because she's not the partying type she's shooting arrows in the basement and uh gendry you know kind of high high on the hog after getting uh legitimized uh decides to propose to her in a really just hand-fisted way like he just like oh, yeah. oh, well and you know t-. and it's like okay well clearly she was it you was know, so bad i mean aria was attracted so bad to, to bad the dude to, the, to the
1: stoic uh steamy sweaty pounding metal with a hot <laughs> Iron like that's the 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 gender she was attracted to. Not yeah, this not, not 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 one of the Krasenstein brothers, like you know. And yeah, Arya's an ability and suddenly all your masculineness <laughs> goes out the window. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because you know because she's outside shooting arrows instead of being at the party. And you remember the first banquet and like the pilot episode, it was John that was outside shooting arrows and didn't want to join the party. And Arya mm. was flicking food at, at Sansa's face and getting in trouble for it. <laughs>
0: Man, that's I got to watch the guy. There's so many great little moments like that that I, I totally forget about. Oh,
1: um, and just going back and realizing like that's the same hall, like that's the same banquet hall from the pilot. You know, and we, we've seen it over and over and over. but You forget that that's that the same seen a lot, the lot of shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's just because every time you see it, they, they light it differently. They dress it differently the way a real great hall would be. The same hall they way. killed
0: Littlefinger in, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That is the one. Looks um, so different,
0: like the way they light. You know, it really did so different yeah. the way they light it. And it is whatnot.
1: a great job because really, it's like it's a fucking castle. You only get so much light <laughs> in that room yeah. anyway. Um, I think the one of the really the, where the real tension in this this episode starts is the how you know the 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 uh, Jamie and uh, Brienne and and Tyrion and Podrick and just all the people in the north and, you know, the wildlings and torment are all like on the same page. And Daenerys really feels alone. And you notice that, you know, Varys is there, but he's not that talkative. And, but you notice that, that Grey Worm uh, and uh, help me out. Missandei. Missandei Missande aren't Missande, there. Yeah. They're not there. And it makes you wonder if they're not allowed to be there because they're
0: not white. Hmm. Or if they just don't feel comfortable around like the rest well, of Well,
1: clearly they wouldn't feel comfortable, but yeah, I mean, it's one thing if he's there as for general, it's another thing if they're there for like a, you know, a social function. So I did think about that, but also just the fact that, you know, she has given, she's lost half her army. She lost one dragon already at this point. Um, and you realize like, she's always been very isolated, you know, socially. She was, you know, stripped away from the only home she knew. Uh, her brother was terrible to her and didn't feel like a real brother. Um, and even like a lot of these men that have proposed to her, she can't go along with it or just doesn't feel it. Or even with, with Dario, who she did have something with, when she decides to break up them, she tells Syrian, I didn't feel anything when I just did that, you know? So I feel yeah. like her, you know, she has real attachments and real emotions, but definitely feels like she doesn't belong here. And she's used to being the one that people looked up to at all times as, as this heroic figure. Um, you know, when her brother started getting crazier and crazier and demanding a crown and and all these things, it's because he realized his sister was the one who was really being looked up to by the Dothraki and they didn't give a shit about him. Right. And that's what, that's what helped drive him mad. Right. And you kind of see, yeah.
0: Well, there's a C there's a line in the first season with, with Viserion, uh or viserys viserys where he, her brother where he says like the way they looked at you in that room they've no one's ever looked at me that way something like that you know about the dothraki and right. danny has an almost identical line in this episode uh, to john you know because during this scene she kind of like they they show her kind of watching everyone else having an awesome time and john's you know getting getting drunk with tormund and everybody and they're all like having a fucking awesome time and She's just sitting by herself kind of like, you know, being a wallflower and like not yeah. having anyone to talk to. Yeah.
1: And, and um, you realize in this, you know, she's always talked about this is her destiny. And they even joke later on. It's like, well, she she walked into a fire and came out with, with you know, with these three dragon eggs and then they in the fire they hatched. Of course, she's going to believe in destiny. <laughs> but that's just a joke. And, at this, and And I've always really loved this idea of protagonists that have their noble stated reasons and then their actual internal less than noble mm. reasons. And I yeah. think for her, that alienation she's feeling is driving her more than anything right now. The same way it drove her brother, and it drove him to just totally lash out at people and alienate people from him to the point where it got him killed, right? And we've you we've know, seen that. I mean, really, that this episode built that up more and more, especially towards the end, where you're like, okay, now we see how she really could go mad.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, it it certainly it plays into it for her but i also think a lot of her isolation is her own fault because she's she she demands to be treated w- in a different air than anyone else like it, you don't john doesn't treat his his compatriots that way even though he even now when he knows he's the heir to the iron throne he doesn't demand to be spoken to sir. So he's just a fucking guy that would that would like he, it wouldn't Scary to disagree with John about one of his decisions, even when he was the king in the north. Like, no, sure. well, and that's what I
1: was saying too that it's this is by her own design in some way because she yeah. kind of chews people up in spits and spits them out. She only kind of needs people for certain things, and if she doesn't get the, the you know a higher pedestal from it, she's kind of like you know um, you. very, very crestfallen and takes it personally. And she does her best to kind of like smile and be cordial in and, mm. and kind of you know formal ways. But it's very you can tell it's very forced for her. It's it's not exactly natural. Yeah. But she does have very close friendships and close relationships with people on a on a personal level, but is not just like broadly popular amongst the masses, or at yeah. least not amongst these masses she's amongst now. Um so yeah, I definitely think it's not not necessarily her fault, but that's just what her personality is. And I don't think she can yeah. be something different. She can't be who John is. Um, but yeah. that being said, you know, she did, you know just go through huge personal sacrifice for these people mostly out of you know wanting (laughs) wanting to please john and actually seeing what this enemy really looks like this these monsters uh and out of wanting to sort of revenge uh her first dragon she loses too i'm sure um that's got to be very personal because she really does think they're her kids uh so yeah I, i i it's it's people are who they are and i don't think they can change th- those fundamental things the same way john can't keep a fucking secret to save his life <laughs>
0: <We'll> <laughs> stupid that, stupid but, yeah. son <laughs> uh, but 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 so uh, yeah no and i agree totally but i also think i i just I, i'm really having trouble with her because she's uh she's she's had to deal with a lot of shit she's oh. she's gone through a lot but a lot of characters have gone through a lot like john you know fucking got went you know, he died and came back from the grave. He he saw his father murdered. You know, he's he's had his br his whole family fucking butchered by by the Lannisters. That he still manages to you know strike up a uh truce with you know at least some of them. And it's like, I I, I guess she's been through a lot of shit, but Sans has been through a lot of shit. Sans has arguably been through more shit than Danny's been through, and she's not nearly Same. as as um entitled as Daenerys is. Like I, I just. She comes across real in in this episode, especially I I just felt like, and, and this might just be the writing and this is maybe where the show is trying to, to get you to go and as a fan or in your mind to get you to think about like, Oh, what if this happens? But she was like just extremely petulant in this episode with John where she's just like, you can't tell anybody. You need to promise me. I just know that if you tell people it and I'm just like, well, she's, she's right. Just though. So desperate. He's, he's completely
1: is, naive but. about the implications of what he's about to do. And she's been around the world and, and knows this stuff a little bit better than him. No, he's- I know.
0: But she could have it, said it to him in a way that wasn't like... Uh, she tries, though. She
1: tries her, to reach him on a, on, a, on a level he'll resonate with. And she's also guess, um, doesn't really realize who he is, where it's like, you know, it, he's just like his, his adoptive your, father. Your new boyfriend's super fucking stupid when it comes like, to... You know how this guy's dad died? He thought he could tell the truth in the most corrupt city <laughs> in in the land and get away with it. Um, so, but, but <sighs> I, I totally feel for everyone. I feel like everybody, everybody who's know, still alive, I I, who is, uh, you know, isn't, uh, just outright murdering people, uh, for the sake of murdering people is generally doing the right thing with what they know how to do. Um, I, I think, sure. you know. I love Sansa. I love Danny. I think they're all great characters. They're all doing. The, if if anything, they, they 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 did something with the writing where somebody did something totally out of character that made no fucking sense. I would know. <laughs> I would fucking know it. Yep. And like everything, you know, when we were talking the other day, they're like, oh, what's uh, what's Danny gonna have to say about what what she found out from John? I was like, what's Sansa gonna say? Because you know exactly what Sansa did with that information about who John really is was exactly what I knew she
0: was gonna do. Yeah, exactly what it's Danny a knew. Logical thing for her to do. Yeah. Right. So, no, look, I, I totally get that that Danny was right and knew that that's what would happen with him. But I also think her naked lust for power is so obvious. And to me, it's like super off putting because I, I still I I want for this that world to look the way that Varys wants that world to look like he's always he I think even in this episode, he's he, he went back to that whole thing about like maybe there's another way. Maybe it doesn't have to be you know, just constant kings and queens and constant like sure. you know, ruling by fear. And it's well, like, and it's like, she already had Marine, she already had her. Marine, already had Marine
1: which was a huge fucking city, if not bigger than King's Landing. Like, why mm-hmm. does she want to go back to that one place that much? <laughs> she could have stayed where she was. And, and yeah. yeah, I think you're right. It's just that that lust for power isn't logical in a lot of ways, even when it's uh, predicated uh, on this idea of uh, liberating people. Well, it's like slavery is already illegal where you're going to. So why don't you? You could keep conquering it Almost other as if she thought it was her turn. In, and, you and Essos, you know. yeah, especially very, very topical. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, but yeah, I, I, if, I, you just, look at, if you look at a map, that. if you look at a map of of uh, you know the Seven Kingdoms and Essos, Essos is like ten times bigger. And Marines way on the other side of the fucking planet, and there's like also 50 way nice cities.
0: Nicer, honestly, yeah, the
1: climate isn't Dorn,
0: in... yeah, or no, Doran's in the south of Westeros, but yeah. still, like Essos has a lot of nice places, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the people so, there were fanatical,ly trying to kill her, but still, she had a <laughs> she she had an army that could defend the city fairly well. Um, yeah,
0: but I and, and but and but you know, to that degree, she she just. I just don't I don't know that she's a, and I, I'm not saying that I think John would be a better leader. She's not a good she doesn't have good instincts like to be a leader. I don't think any one of these characters would make a great leader, which is why I still am on the fact that like, you know, I, I think even they kind of almost in this episode talked about the stuff we were talking about where, you know, oh, maybe I know Sans, it's, it's maybe like she they didn't mean. <laughs> I, I felt like later
1: on varies would like, listen to our podcast, Varies, varies whatever the fuck, uh, because he was saying exactly the things that we were saying last week. Like He's um, talking about breaking the wheel.
0: Time. I don't think she meant what we, we thought she meant.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, or just w- when he says, um, you know, wouldn't the best leader be the one that that wants it the least, which is exactly mm-hmm. what we said about people like Bernie Sanders, the people that only come to it, uh, you know, begrudgingly because that they're just the best person for the job. And you know, they don't want it. Someone like John yeah. Snow. So, uh, and then they even start, they start talking about the things that we, the other ideas we had, like, well, why don't they just roll together? Make, make that fucking throne a bench. So they all fit on there. And then of course the next concern is, well, one's too strong for the other.
0: <laughs> so, well, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that was, I think kind of the going into the season. A lot of people thought, well, the good compromise is to have John and Danny marry each other. but, danny made it really clear that she's not willing to share power in this episode i think at least like it she made it pretty clear that like you could be we could be together but you're not going to tell anyone that you're the fucking king or we're not going to do this like you you, you, i'm the queen you're going to be he's also
1: not comfortable kissing his aunt because where he's from that's you don't do that (laughs) where she's from that's (laughs) par for the course and
0: but that's even in that scene. I, again, it's like she, her first instinct, like that she stops, and it's not like no, we can't do this. We're related. It's like no, I can't get over the fact that you have a better claim than I. Like she, that's all she thinks about. It just makes me fucking nuts that like this character that we've grown with so well, long is just so vainly lusting uh, for power. Now
1: the isolation and the alienation is causing her to cling to that even tighter. Because that is her only identity. And she even says, like, I've been, it's all I've done my whole life. It's like, actually, no, it's only, you've done it for about half your life. That's been your goal. (laughs) Because before that, you were just, you were were basically a slave to your brother. So she's made it her identity as a way to break free from, you know, basically being a slave. And that's been her goal. Uh, She's put it up on a pedestal. And every time she attains one thing, she'll climb for the next rung on the ladder. And then it costs her in other ways, too. Um, you know, trying to fight that hard for it. And, you know, it also makes people not trust her obviously, because now we've seen that not only has she lost all of her friends, half her army, uh, we'll get into some of the other stuff, but now she's got one of her main advisors potentially plotting to take her out with poison. So she's clearly, uh, it's just the, the, that the, the more she slips out of her the the more she tries to grip it tighter.
0: Yeah. So, and I do really wonder, you know, if that's where the show's heading is that they're just going to, you know, take Cersei on next episode fairly, uh, cleanly. I mean, obviously it'll be a, a, an episode long battle, but it, it, if the last episode, you know, is going to deal with just Daenerys being, uh, uh, kind of a mad queen like if if, if the way that she's going to take king's landing is just by going and indiscriminately torching civilians and you know not right not- i don't
1: think that i think that that's but they want to build up our expectation too and then ultimately she's going to show restraint because she doesn't believe in slaughtering civilians if they're truly innocent um if they're uh slave masters then yeah she'll put their heads on pikes but uh i i don't see her wanting to wipe out the population that she really wants to rule. And I think they keep trying to remind her of that. And she gets frustrated somewhat because she's like, I don't want to wipe out civilians either. So, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you, you know, when you see that but final scene and they're all the lined up for- on, on on one side of, of the gate and then main in the tower, and it's like, look, you're all just standing here. Like, there's nobody's going to do anything. You could shoot each other and kill each other and no one's doing anything. So, like, there's got to be a catalyst for that escalation. Like, what's the the one thing someone's going to do that's way out of line where the other side is just like, "Oh, fuck you," you know? And we ultimately see it. But that's like that's every war, every battle has to involve one side massively provoking the other, uh, and it's just who's going to do it first. That's the only question, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, our so- expectation, I think, is is that if she does go full Mad Queen, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It is going to be, you know, such a heel turn for her that she just goes, fuck it. You know, (laughs) I think we got close to that by the end of the episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're certainly at least trying to plant that idea. So um, uh, going back to the dinner scene, though, we uh, you know, we get the uh, Jamie and Brienne thing uh, where, 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 you know, Jamie kind of goes to uh, Brienne's room and we, we finally get a consummation of this kind of pseudo relationship uh certainly the chemistry that they've been uh showing between each other since season three i guess was the bear and the maiden fair maybe season four but what you know when jamie was a prisoner and and it 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 was really you know it didn't feel too fan servicey it it did feel somewhat quick because you know there's not much time left but but it did feel like earned if you really look over the course of their uh, relationship up until it did point. a little and bit
1: I, it still felt awkward because they were drunk and it was you know a lot of first times are awkward <laughs> but it was very you know. much a, a, like it didn't feel romantic it didn't feel like oh finally we fulfilled something it was like he's she's like what are you doing he's like i'm trying to take your shirt off
0: <laughs> well here let me do it, to, it she's <laughs> such an awkward it, person it almost was kind of fitting for her you know like yeah. She's, when she's not in battle, she's a very just awkward, socially awkward person. So I, I get that. Oh, so is he.
1: So is he. Yeah, Even if he's true, not he's... in swashbuckling mode, he fucking stumbles over words and just, you know, he gets bested uh, intellectually by. You know, remember remember the scene with uh, him and um, uh, Lady, was it Olesa? O- o- Alana. Alana,
0: Ola- yeah. yeah.
1: When she just fucking bitch slaps him with the news she gives him. And he just has to sit there and take it. And has nothing he can re- say in response to it. And he's she only swab his with son. His, a, so he's yeah.
0: putting the moves on his sister. Other than that, exactly. He's, he's, pretty, he's kind of a dummy. She, she called
1: his son a cunt, and he just stood there and took it, <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> and told um, and told him that he ki- that she killed him. You know how poison. Yeah, him. at the same time, like, but like dude, you, you cut, take her, take your sword out and cut her down right now. He's just like, ah, fuck. What no, read?
1: no, he can't do it. Yeah. So, oh. but in, in contrast to that, the scene where he knights her was one of the most touching, emotionally fulfilling scenes that we mm-hmm. didn't see coming. We didn't need that scene. It was just suddenly was there and we're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Uh, and then two seasons, episodes later, oh, now we're going to have sex and kind of ruin all the, the whole zeitgeist we created.
0: So. No, but I, I I didn't mind. I I wanted them to get together way more than I wanted like her and Torment to get together. I, I just thought that was like selling her short. Like everyone's just like, oh, well, I put the big one with the other big one. It's like, nah. I mean, she, you know, there there was a lot more story between her and Jamie. So I, I was happy they they you know even if even if it wasn't executed amazingly, I'm I'm happy that happened at least. For well,
1: them. no, that's uh, I, as, what I'm saying is that I, I, it was awkward because they are sort of awkward people it wasn't a natural moment between them because they were fucking drunk and it was just like oh i'm just just gonna go for it now just going for it Mm -hmm. rather than it just happening in a way that they both were uh you know excited for it was it was kind of like a lot of people's drunk and awkward sexual advances where you just you just go along with it because you you do want the person you do like them you do are attracted to them but the catalyst ends up being not nearly as um uh cinematically romantic as, exactly. as you might have hoped for
0: sure so um we get that scene um so and then the next morning you know jamie kind of sneaks out and is packing his shit up uh and and Brian kind of comes out and is like yo were you were you, where you, where you, where you just gonna like you know hit it and quit it what, what's going on uh and he Basically, well, it wasn't the next her,
1: morning. Like, it was it was a few days later because he left after he got the, oh, the message. Yeah, no, he, 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 so they, they sort of implied that they've but... been shacking up for a while, actually, which yeah. is I think what makes it more heartbreaking is that he was, you know, made it clear he was staying there for her.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. and, and, you know, we get that news and then Sansa's like, oh, it's a shame I won't be there to see your sister get executed after all. And you're like, whoa, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> Where did that line come from? um but then yeah you're kind of like okay well why is jamie leaving uh because is, so, is is he going to save cersei or to kill her because he thinks
0: that everyone else won't be able to now so you know and and uh, this is something that I, I think i'll i'll even critique the writing on this on this dialogue a little bit because i think it was a really hollywood moment where they tried to make it seem like you know he was like well my sister's hateful and you know so am i like i, I pushed her out a window the, the subtext is there if you want to read it that like obviously i don't think he's saying i'm going to back to be with my sister because that's who i really want to be with at the end of the day i think the subtext there is like as long as cersei exists in this world i'm never going to be totally free of her her control so i need to go there and end this myself i don't think it was, you know rather I don't think it was either one. I think he's got his internal reasons,
1: but that's not why he said those things to her. Uh, He said those things to her because he wanted her to believe them in that moment, even though he knows they're not true. Right. And he did the same thing before. So, so she doesn't try to follow him and stop him from whatever he's going to do either way, because he's got to go do something. He might not know what it is. He might not know if he's going to save Cersei or kill Cersei yet. He just knows he needs to be there for whatever happens, I think, but he doesn't want uh Brian to follow him, and he knows that he can turn on the the hateful sort of facade or revert back to his former self in a moment just to intimidate people or shock people and he did it at the uh at the Blackwater um when he wanted the guy to go in there and <laughs> he and, and launch like get out of
0: a catapult or.
1: No no no, when you, yeah, he wanted the guy to go in there and order everyone to surrender and the guy didn't want to do it because he was their prisoner and he's like I will go in there and murder every single person for my sister if that's what it takes to get back to her. And you know he wouldn't really do that, but he knows he can make this guy believe it that they're all going to die cuz this guy is that crazy about his sister. Um well, he and also he does in it.
0: that scene threatens to to launch that guy's baby out of a trebuchet or whatever oh did like.
1: he say that in that scene i, for, I forgot that yeah. part i was <laughs> i remember the bigger the bigger kind of thing like, but whoa it's like jamie he,
0: come on <laughs> it's all over the top
1: yeah i mean you know he is obsessed with his sister but he's he's saying those things to Brianna in that moment that he's a hateful person he's done all these terrible things to make to, to like break the bond that they've suddenly formed with each other so that she won't try to follow because he's got to go do something that he doesn't want her, therefore, you know, probably because he doesn't want her to risk her life, probably because he doesn't want any any complications more than there already would be. Um, and, and you know, it sucks because you can see the the look on her face. She, her fucking heart's broken right there. Uh, and you, th- you go, wow, what an asshole. Why would he fucking do that? Why would he just fuck with her? And it's like there's, he's trying to protect her from something worse. from Whatever it is he's got to go do, whatever this battle is he's got to go to. Um, and I, I don't think for a minute, she's gonna stay behind she's gonna you know get herself uh, down there and be a player on the field one way or the other
0: she is very super dogmatic though about never leaving sansa's side so yeah, I, unless true. sansa goes with her i mean that's because that's the whole reason why she stayed yeah i, don't so see sansa I, I also going there. want yeah it, it'd be stupid although she does want to go see cersei get killed so i don't know maybe she'll she'll talk uh Brianne into doing it but no. um I, I really hope I,
1: they don't bring everyone down there just for no the it, of that,
0: that that's a little it'll be a little you know too hollywood but i um it's possible and it's also possible that like he's like look i'm gonna go either kill my sister or something and i don't know if i'm gonna make it back and i don't want brienne to just be heartbroken forever and i need to leave her with this memory of me as an asshole so she doesn't think that you know, so she's not like I, I, there could have been like some kindness in what he did. You know, even yeah, though you
1: no, absolutely, I think he's trying to protect her from something worse. That, she, that's yeah. all he's trying to do. He's trying to be an asshole right now, briefly, to prevent further heartbreak. And and you were you were saying how on the the Young Turks they they read that scene at total face value, total
0: face value. That she, he's going to go back and be with his sister, which I think everyone agrees is just absolutely not what's gonna happen no. he's not gonna just go back and like join the lannisters again like if like, he was you know, that obsessed with
1: possessing her when he knew this fucking the, this uh euron was coming after her. he wouldn't have left in the first place he would have been he never would have left her side to go fight someone else's war uh especially without his own army there <laughs> to, to do also- any make any difference
0: well, I mean, he also might be going because he knows that she needs to lose and he, she she can't sit on the throne anymore, but he's maybe trying to get them to spare her life. And, you know, what ends up happening when he gets there is a whole different story. Maybe she ends up doing something that makes him kill her himself, but he might be thinking like, look, maybe if I'm there with Tyrion, we can convince Danny not to, to spare her life, let her go live out her days in exile or whatever. Like, it, it's possible that that's what he's thinking too, because he's like, look, I am I'm, I'm I'm done with her but I also don't want to see her brutally butchered, you know. I, there could be that element of like sure. it's still my family, you know. Like
1: Yeah, I think there's 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 a very strong element of, you know, we came into this world together, we have to leave it together at the same time where if he thinks she's yeah. going to die, he wants to be there to take himself out too, possibly. Um not that he's suicidal, but he just, you know, he doesn't he probably thinks in his head that, you know, either of them can't live without the other, no matter what their station in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we get from there, we get the uh, kind of tense uh, planning scene where they're laying out their, their battle strategy. Um, And, you know, for a room full of tacticians, some of that, it's just, I, i don't know man like i i just wonder if if the show is doing a lot to just make these really smart characters stupid because it evens out the playing field because obviously you know on its face daenerys with a full army and two dragons is is an unbeatable foe and it's just like well we gotta weaken her even if it's it's in a really stupid way in terms of like nobody would be stupid enough to just fly blindly without scouting out first light like I think you said it off air like it's inconceivable to me that Daenerys didn't see this giant fucking fleet of Greyjoy ships, it was a small you
1: know, fleet. It was only about ten ships. Um,
0: but it's a big fucking thing on the ocean. Even if on the you were doing
1: deliberate recon, how do you not see it right fucking there <laughs> as you flying into? They're your close castle. enough to
0: shoot a fucking ballista at you. Like that, you have to have seen that before. That you know, like that, you got in range of their fucking. <laughs> their ballista how
1: long balls. was he just sitting out there? Because it takes. <laughs> they said it took like a month to get up to fucking Winterfell, another month to get back. Right, and of course they have ravens well, so- and. It, it just they seems like our heroes are known. the people that never have any intel and never have any scouts out looking ahead, never trying to like, you know, it's mm-hmm. it, it, it like the same thing that the Lannister army too, the Dothraki and the Unsullied, that they come in over that hill and they didn't have any scouts out to warn them more than thirty seconds ahead of time. Like, there's no yeah. fucking way. Even back then, you would have you would have lookouts that were posted miles away that if they saw a huge army coming, would fucking run and tell everyone, and they they would have all their their shit ready. Um, And and yeah, just the, the, the idea that she she's hundreds of feet up moving and then the dragon gets hit with three of these fucking things uh perfect you know, shots perfect shots and then she dive bombs them and like all 10 fired her at the same time and they all miss as she's coming straight at them it's like come the it, fuck out it, it,
0: it really like and i defend a lot of stuff on the show that really strained credulity i was like come on guys you got to do a better yeah. job staging and, and that's like,
1: what i'm talking about continuity when it's just one-on-one um and then they're in that little narrow channel there between the the main island or the main um you know, dragonstone Dragon, cliff there. Yeah. And then there's like this little plateau Island right next to them. She could have veered off, come around that Island and then flown over the Island super low. So they wouldn't have even seen her coming over the top of them and then just blasted them from above as she soared over them. And they when, never would have been able to fucking target wheeled
0: around. Why didn't she, she burned them because she wheels around there that she flanks them. And then it's, it's like
1: when,
0: she, when they
1: attacked the Lannister army,
0: they, She avoided the detection by
1: flying, flying extremely low to the ground, and they didn't see her coming, right? So if you know they're there, just fucking swing around, fucking torch them. Yeah, and, I know. and then they, they cut away from the whole scene. You see, like, the ship sink, and then everyone's just swimming short. It was one of these, you know, like, uh, season two battles where everyone was goes charging into the battle. The battle and, yeah, and then, uh, you know, Tyrion gets knocked out. By a fucking, you know, mallet or a mast pole falling off the ship or whatever. It almost whatever.
0: Seemed like it seemed like a troll of that moment. It was like a, I know. a trolly fallback <laughs> to that like, moment. We're just going to knock out Tyrion. And Tyrion in, We've won. We've won the battle. Like, and all <laughs> the ships
1: were smashed and sunk. Why wouldn't he take all of them prisoner? Is Euron just only, he's like, well, I, I killed them all, but I only took one prisoner. Like, that's just
0: yeah i don't know there was the it's felt very that scene just felt like they they had to get it get them to that point in the script and they didn't have a lot of time to devote to it so it seemed a little hasty for my liking yeah
1: and it was also so heartbreaking because um was it viserion serious whatever the fucking dragons Rhaegal.
0: I can't. I never remember the fucking dragon name except for Drogon. It um, was always, always associated with the rider. So Rhaegar is John's father, and he was riding. Yeah, Regal. I I, I'm not. I I can't remember. More I know than it's, it's, years it's too many fucking super names to remember. <laughs> um,
1: but you know, from from getting his fucking gut almost sliced open by the zombie dragon, like you know, we didn't really know if he was going to make it anyway. And then to, that that shot where he takes off and like can't quite get the lift yet, and then. You know, you get the the shot of of mom and and the brother dragon, that you, and they definitely mess around with the CGI with the dragon faces to like put a little bit of a curl of a smile in there, where it looks totally flat, but you can yeah. tell there's just a little bit of a smile to invoke uh, emotion. Um, such a great shot, you know. And then not ten minutes later, fucking dead.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was rough, and that was really abrupt. And you know, I that's that we're used to kind of abrupt like heart-wrenching deaths on game of thrones so i didn't i didn't brush up against that too much i just think it, it that the staging of that scene could have been better which is another issue i have with a a, a later scene in the sh- in this episode but i just really think that that falls on I, i to be honest i don't know if that falls on the director or the writer or the showrunner i mean i think if you have a script that says you know uh well yeah i'll save that for the end because that's more of a critique of the last scene but so I, the you know the scene right before this too when they're planning you know everyone's like hey you know there's no rush we can just let everyone rest for like a week and danny is like just super like insistent like no that you know they will honor their commitment And everyone's like yeah okay even Var- and Varys is like yeah they'll they'll fight for you but like just chill like let them chill for a little bit let them relax they just had a battle with a hundred thousand person army of the dead i mean they're not super fresh right now and she's just like no we need to go there right now and again it's like her naked lust for power is blinding her to strategy because it's a really stupid idea to have really battle weary troops heading back into a battle immediately after they've won a victory and yeah, like the and it's hilarious I've ever
1: been in. when when sansa who is really the the smartest person in the room is like mm-hmm. look it's not for my troops too it's for yours also like they're not ready for this yet uh and people of course these idiots on on youtube who don't really like women very much are like oh sansa that bitch why won't you shut up you know and it's just like what are you <laughs> like she's the only she person really that cares i know i know what you think about something though i mean this is. Um, essentially a medieval society that's been medieval for tens of thousands of years without any significant technological advancement. Uh, and it's just like, wow, they really are all kind of dumb though. If they, if they're kind of stuck in this, this, this dark ages forever like this, like why are they all? Cause you see these people all make terrible mistakes at various yeah. points. I mean, you know, especially on a battlefield and you basically have a bunch of kids running a battle um, and, and you, you, see mistakes are definitely made. Uh, but the thing I like about the show is that they, the show is about their mistakes and, and admitting their mistakes or not admitting their mistakes and and hopefully learning from them. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you had a character, that just won every single time and they made no mistakes, that wouldn't be fun to watch. You know, yeah. it, it would be like that Luke Besson movie with, uh, Scarlett Johansson, where she's invincible. It's like, oh, so she's invincible and fighting all the bad guys. What's the fucking point? Uh, it's, not, it's not. That's why it's very
0: hard to make a Superman movie work. Like you really have to you you, you have to understand the core humanity of, of the character and not just you can't just do, make a soulless movie like, you know, like something like Zack Snyder would make. You have to really it's really hard to re- make an overpowered <laughs>
1: character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and now every time that dragon flies into battle, you're just like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, because you know that, uh, you know, that they're even more vulnerable. Um, I'm sure you noticed the, uh, the scorpion launcher that uh, Euron has on his ships, the the bows on it have little um, octopus tentacles
0: on them. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Did you notice that?
0: yeah yeah no, know i noticed. very on brand for him yeah. although it, yeah. it, it makes me wonder like they spent like you you think you're playing for, for battle it's like do you really want to spend hour, like hundreds of hours like you know forging this fucking iron uh uh octopus to put on the front of this thing like when you i mean probably you probably time to... to
1: sit around not doing
0: shit you know yeah, the maybe do, just around while they're fighting that's... the dead up there
1: Kind of, yeah. I mean, that's all they do is prepare for war and then fight battles. And it's it's almost like that. Like at the banquet scene, you kind of go, "Oh, well, the the this huge battle's over. What do these people do all fucking day if they're not battling? <laughs> if they're not play- like what? It just seems like you'd be fucking bored constantly if you didn't have some new weapon to try to fashion, right? A lot of like, hurry up
0: and wait. It's a lot like shooting a movie. It's just right, very exactly
1: exactly. <laughs> Uh and especially the the beginning part of that scene where nobody's talking and you're just like, oh my god, this is what I would be like all the time. It's like, well, another day hanging out in the fucking castle. What do you want to do? <laughs> I don't know. Let's build a fire and drink some ale."
0: Um, so you know, back at Winterfell, uh John's John hasn't left yet. Uh he is chilling out by the Godswood, um, you know, doing his John thing, waiting for somebody as, to stumble as he on is him and to have to do. Him. <laughs> waiting for somebody to stumble upon him and ask him a question that he doesn't want to answer quote unquote um, but you know is is helpless to to not answer uh, so you know he has this conversation with Sansa and Arya where they try to talk him into you know the fact that she's that that Daenerys is out of control and that she can't she's not a, a good leader we, well, you know whatever I, I don't think to some, they're
1: saying she's out of control I think what Arya says is great she says we can't you trust were right her. to bring her here you were you were right to bring her here because we needed her armies and we needed her yeah. dragons and we're right to tell you that we don't trust her it's not that yeah, they don't exactly. think that she's out of control it's just they're they're so uncertain about her that they can't you know in good faith say yes we'll we'll blindly follow her cuz we we just don't know her you know and we're not going to know her yeah. because uh because she's not going to be here and he has a great line. He's like, "Look, if you only make friends with you only make uh, peace or friends with people you know, life's going to be pretty boring." And Arya core says, uh, "Well, I don't need to make any more friends." It's like, "Well, of course, you're a little <laughs> fucking psychopath. <laughs> you're, you're not trying to build bring a build a better world, are you?"
0: Yeah, but so um, you know, and they and they say to him, "Like, look, you know, we're all Starks. You're my brother." We're and John is just just in fucking capable of it's not even like you don't even have to lie dude just like don't say anything like i i see i think I, I said to you on twitter he's it's like john's trapped in the fucking universe from like liar liar the jim Carrey movie he just can't like abide anyone telling a lie about him he has to he, yeah. He's physically incapable of not just shutting and, and the fuck up. Bran
1: even tells him, like, he says, "It's your choice." He flat out <laughs> says, "If you want it kept secret, I won't fucking tell anybody." Yeah, he like makes just... it painfully obvious. Of course, the way he says that, Sansa and Ari both turn to him, like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" So like, then it's obviously like, "John, there's something you're hiding." <laughs> yeah. So then, then John's like, "Well, shit, now I have to tell him." So maybe it was Bran. Brandon was the one that
0: was, yeah, but John like, was huh? going to. He he was going to tell him anyway. He even says, "Like, I have to tell you something," and then and then he looks yeah. at Brand. And he's like, "It's your choice." It's like he, he he was dying to fucking tell him because he just can't help himself but be an honorable man to to his own detriment. Yeah. Um, well,
1: there's that that great quote that if it can be destroyed with the truth, it deserves to be destroyed with the truth. And I think Jon Snow is probably somebody that that believes in that quote very strongly.
0: Yeah, and I believe in that too. I mean, I I, I think it's, people were saying, and I don't know, I don't know where that quote came from, but people said similar things about you know the WikiLeaks and about hillary clinton's emails and about all the horrible shit that the dnc was doing behind the scenes to to swing the nomination for hillary and to fuck over sure. bernie's campaign and it's like yeah you know what it, however those emails were obtained they were truthful emails and if that hurt her chances then she deserved to have her fucking chances of winning the presidency hurt by her actions like that's it, it, it yeah that's I, I i fully believe that uh well the- and,
1: and i agree too and i think that the the rest of the episode kind of deals with what do you do with mm. these two people that have a claim to the throne now where one might be better and one wants it more you know can you can they share it <laughs> can they <laughs> uh you know can they get married and and can they rule together because wouldn't that be the best thing and they've been talking about that for you know since the the first episode of the season like wouldn't that be great if they could rule together and of course uh you know Varys is like yeah but good things don't last especially when i'm trying to make them not last
0: <laughs> yeah and, and i also don't think that's an option anymore after both the way that danny acted with john in that scene where she's like well then you you know if you want to be together then you will not tell anybody and it, once she finds that, that he told people it's gonna be like well it's it's, it's you, you fucked it up and also you know i think uh I just don't think it would work for for, for a variety of reasons now. I think it's it it's become too untenable, sure. whether you want to say it's John's fault or Daenerys' fault or yeah, the fault it's, of the, it's the, still the, the, the sexism plot. of the
1: realm, whatever. I think it's still the B plot and, and by the time it's gonna come to matter, things will have changed so dramatically that it won't fucking matter. Like whatever Maybe. the outcome of this this battle is, it's going to make it a moot point. Or it's going to change the situation in which a way that the, the solution is out of necessity, and they realize like, oh, we have to, you know, you know, work together, or it has to be just you, or it has to be just me, because of now what what is left of King's Landing, or who's left in King's Landing. I think that's gonna that's gonna settle it for us. Uh, but it's good to have the the conversation, obviously, because we're we're grappling with the the the, the morality and the the, the geopolitical intrigue of this world uh you know and and when they're when they're in that the you know the the throne room at uh dragonstone they're basically like very hushed whispering about the things they used to speak about out out in the open all the time which was all the treachery that they were doing all the backstabbing all this kind of stuff and now they're like very like oh shit but now we're doing about people we kind of like so like what are we really what are we really doing here
0: yeah Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think a lot of people maybe made to included to some extent thought that after the, the battle, the long or the battle, uh, of Winterfell, that people would just kind of be, that John and Danny would just be like, look, this is fucking stupid. We just fought, you know, the army of the dead. We're better together than we are apart. So I don't know. I, I, I think I don't want to underestimate how strongly Danny thinks that she's owed the the iron throne by herself like you know hers and hers alone like by herself so i you know it, it could be that they just determine it's not worth fighting over after a while you know like they they can come to some agreement or it could just be that one of them dies but if they both survive and they take out cersei it's going to be really hairy especially now that you have two factions pretty strongly i mean john's got the whole north behind him i i would assume you know if if it comes down to it because he's got sansa and Arya behind him um varus seems like he's willing to back john's claim even Tyrion, like he, he was disagreeing with Varys, but I think he's really trying to convince himself in that scene. I don't know about what you think, but Tyrion seemed like he was definitely trying to convince himself and he's like drinking a lot more. They make a point of pointing that out in the episode. Like he's very he's made very uncomfortable by decisions that Daenerys makes and I think he's the story they're trying to tell is that he's very uneasy with her style of of leadership and he really wants her to to tone it down, but she just never wants to li- Like, I, I think that's the story. And he's always trying been trying to get her.
1: her tone it down. He knows that yeah. it's been years. He's been trying to get her to, to, to tone it down. But then when he's suggested that restraint, it's also cost her. So she has reason to, uh, to, to want to, to yeah. do things her own way, because when she has, for the most part in, in the sense of conquering things, she's been successful. Uh, when she has the, the, the private chat with uh uh, Lady Tyrell, you know she says, "Look, men have been telling me what to do my whole life, and they were always wrong. You're a dragon, be a dragon, right?" Like she's telling her, "Like go fucking torch King's Landing." <laughs> I know,
0: but- but Lady Tyrell fucking hates the Lannisters and hates King's Landing. Like she had no problem right. with, but you she's know, not like wrong she was, though. She's not wrong about that. But you know, the Tyrion's right. Right. Tyrion's right too, though. That if she does that, she'll never have the the support of the people. Like because they right. well, torch
1: torch the Red Keep and leave the rest of King's Landing. Okay,
0: well, that's so just, why I don't understand why they couldn't just do that in the first place. That seems fairly easy to do
1: because now they've brought all the civilians inside the red keep to uh you know tell them they're all in danger but really she's just using them as human shields and uh and and of course you've got soldiers and and these um you know huge scorpion spear launchers all over the whole fucking uh the the walls of the city which again like you if you really want to take those things out just wait till it's night time have that fucking dragon fly in quietly low on the horizon, and then they're all in a row. Just fucking fly down the row that thing at night before anyone realizes you're there and torch all those fucking wooden uh, missile launchers. And or- there you go.
0: Or it like or flying super high. I mean, I I can't imagine those things can hit it. Hit that thing at like ten thousand feet or like five thousand feet. Even like you know, no,
1: well then if you're ten thousand feet up, your fire from a dragon's not going to hit anything. So
0: no, but uh, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to hit it. He just has to get past the line of ballistas and the or the line of scorpions and the on well, the they wall. They can spin
1: around, Anthony. They can turn.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's fu- yeah, but it's hard when you have other ops. If, if he does that and then just dive bombs into the city, it's going to be really hard for them to hit it in time like and yep. then there's buildings abstract you know king's Langs like a fucking mega city you gotta you gotta, yeah.
1: you gotta teach the dragon to like pick up a giant fucking rock and just like drop it on shit <laughs> it's
0: true i mean those Definitely. wings
1: probably can't you know carry in you know, more than about an additional one I mean, that, or two times
0: that, but... that, that dragon's gotta have like giant like rock-like shits i mean I, I can't imagine that it couldn't just fly <laughs> over them and it just you know, shits out of power yeah <laughs>
1: Um, so I mean clearly if the dragon will fly wherever the fuck you want it to you could use it a little bit more strategically than just flying around and blasting fire
0: so you know I I don't think anyone tells her her how to fly her dragon you know
1: no but clearly when she went in against the Lannister army came in low to be undetected and just hopped up over that hill and was like oh shit you're there already clearly she's capable of knowing how to fly it in a way to avoid detection
0: they would have been fucked without that dragon that just just f- brutalized them in that battle. i mean they they you know and that was and i'm glad we got to see that by the way out of the Dithraki now that they're mostly wiped out because that was just such an incredible like you hear all the series long from episode one you know but rob Brathian's like I, I you know I'd, I'd rather die before engaging uh death in the open field like it's you mm-hmm. hear about their, their incredible battle prowess and you finally get to see it in that moment you like you said, it, it's 80% intimidation, but then once they, you know, come upon you, it's still, they're just these brutal, like, killing machines. It, it's kind of incredible just to see them in that Yeah,
1: scene. and she did compromise in that almost the, you know, almost all of the, the torching was of the, the line of supplies. You know, yeah. we did see a few people get burned to death, and that was pretty gruesome, but uh you know she only targeted them the soldiers with the fire a couple of times most of the rest of the time it was it was just their material stuff which they'd stolen it wasn't even like it was theirs you know yeah, no, just,
0: no i had no uh, problem with her burning like lannister soldiers <laughs> i you know i i think what Tyrion says though is right that if she goes there and and just mass you know uh, mass executes a bunch of civilians in service of of taking king's landing from cersei She's, they're going to be trying to kill her the whole time. They're never going to accept her as their leader. Like it, it's, it's you. You don't. You know, people that rule by fear only rule so long. And I, and I think that's the theme on this show. Also, is that you 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 rule by respect a lot more, um, a lot safer than than when you rule by fear. You know, fear can get you so far, but then it's going to get you killed on this show in this in this world.
1: Sure, and it's not like the people of of King's Landing are. Actually, slaves—the way they were in Marine—and you know, uh, thank her for it, or at least most thank her for it. Uh, they're mostly just like, "Hey, we're we're fucking poor and hungry, and you're rich, and wherever you go, we hate you. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and if we get a chance to, we're gonna riot." Um, it, but yeah, I mean, again, the the line towards the end where, where uh, Tyrion's like, "Look, you hate this people of the city. The people of the city hate you." like why do you want this job <laughs> yeah, remember what happened when you do that walk to shame the entire city showed yeah. up to fucking fling shit at you
0: yeah so um after we get that scene with john and aria where he he tells them although we don't see him tell them obviously you know he tells them um or, or Bran tells them uh we get the scene where Tyrion and, and uh, Jamie are, are having a conversation, uh, which is another just really great uh, little, you know, there's so many great little scenes of characters talking that you didn't really expect to happen this episode, but it's just always nice to kind of get them in a room together. I, I think that's when the show's at its best. It's, it's, it, it's very reminiscent of the early seasons where it's just, you know, oh, all absolutely. about the, kind the, of intrigue the scene. Of,
1: when um when Tyrion and Uncle Benji, or right? Uncle Benjin have the the little sparring match of words, uh uh-huh. is one of my favorite little kind of like, oh, where'd that come from? Because they didn't need to have that scene. <laughs> they just threw it in there and uh you know, Uncle Benjamin doesn't like him at all. Uh and we don't really have a reason why he doesn't like him. He just doesn't like him. And he's like the only person that he doesn't like <laughs> is is Tyrion. And Tyrion just rolls with it because he's drunk and he just kind of like, you know takes the insults and flings them back at him and like, it doesn't even phase him. Like he doesn't even know who this guy is. And he's just like, whatever. I'm just fucking witty drunken banter. Um, but yeah, you're right. We haven't had that for a long time. And, and then of course in walks fucking brawn with
0: Joffrey's crossbow. And you're like, "Uh Oh, <laughs> the jigs up. Yep. So, um, you know, a couple things about the scene, you, you know, before I actually talk about what happens in the scene, I, I think that this is where, the showrunners are at their best and i think this is what interests them a lot more than the magical shit which is why you see a lot of the magical shit kind of dealt with pretty summarily and without a ton of fanfare because they've always been more interested in the game of thrones i mean that's you know i said i think a couple weeks ago that's why the show is called the game of thrones even though the book series is called the song of ice and fire it's because the showrunners benioff and weiss have always been more intrigued by the people and, and like the story of the human characters and their interactions with each other. Whereas I think Martin's always been a little bit more interested in the mystical and magical fantasy. Oh yeah.
1: And that's good that HBO need to rein that crap in. Cause it doesn't fly with me either. Um, I, I like it all. Yeah, the Lord I've, Lord I've never stuff been is left that. unexplained. Uh, yeah. and yeah. the tiny little bit of magic you do see is so sparse that, you know, some people believe in it. And some people don't until they see it. The only exception would be that the, um, blood magic uh dark spirit birth thing i was still just kind of like all oh, right that's shadow baby yeah yeah it wasn't, it wasn't I, the although, show's best moment
0: either honestly
1: no but but here but the thing is like i watched this this thing that like a half hour video about all the other worlds that are uh mm. east of marine like over this mountain mm. range where it, could, it turns into like just the fucking it turns into like mordor basically like and nobody's yeah, like almost no one's ever been there except for uh, a few people like Melisandre who's supposed like 800 years old. So some of these like really dark realms where it's way more like, uh, you know, fantasy kind of stuff where most of the characters in this story have never even been to or heard of uh, or they're just legends. And, you know, we don't really know yeah. if it's true or not. Like she's been there and has seen some of this shit and we get a tiny little glimpse of it. I think when she can kind of know that bigger world, that one little that little bit of dark magic is kind of like, Oh, this is a very like rare thing to happen because it's Mm -hmm. from another side of the world. And so few people have been there that most people wouldn't believe it. And they don't, they immediately accuse Bran of murder rather than like, Oh no, it was a spirit ghost, devil demon thing. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, right.
0: um, Isn't that where, uh, old Valeria is where, where, uh, what's his face where Jorah goes when he's, when he's got the, the, the stone men disease. Like, isn't that where all like the rock people live? um I, I think it's, it's, it's much, much further world, yeah like, so valeria is like
1: down that way but um if you if you get out a map and look at where all these different cities are in relation to each other it's mind-blowing because you realize that uh the the iron islands are way on the other side of fucking westeros and every time they go anywhere they have to sail around the entire continent to get there flat
0: earth bro flat earth uh, yeah. like your whole life is alive lie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, there's like there's just like an Elon Musk Hyperloop tube that runs through the middle. Uh, Marine Marine is like the furthest east city that they show, and the whole time that Danny's on this journey to go to go uh, west, she's actually moving east the whole time until she gets to Marine, uh, Mm -hmm. which makes no fucking sense. But yeah, um, yeah, but it's I mean it's 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 one of these lore world type things. I I guess um, Martin borrowed a bunch of the names and and creature. Characteristics that he mentions in the books from um, I forget the guy's first name, but uh, Lovecraft was like some fantasy writer HB back HB in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, HB he like, a
0: tremendous uh, sci fi fl- uh, fantasy writer. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not as familiar with all that kind of stuff. But he just sort of like took it from him. Like, I don't want to come up with all this shit. I'll just put it in the book somewhere and sprinkle it kind of here and there. But, uh, but yeah, basically, it's just if you really go off the deep end with the fantasy shit and you know, dead cities and monsters and sorcerers and bullshit. Supposedly the rest of the realm uh, that we've never seen before is way more like that, or at least that's what the legends say. And I, I kind of like the show just lets that exist on its own. We only see little glimpses like, oh, here's a here's a fucking zombie bear and here's a, a stone man and here's the children of a forest and here's a dragon, but it's still not predominant throughout society it's it's still like on on the margins or on the outskirts
0: Mm -hmm. so just a total little tangent unrelated but you mentioned the lovecraft thing and actually you might actually like some of lovecraft he's like super old he's kind of the godfather of modern like sci-fi and horror like uh, in he was writing in like the 30s i believe and all his stories dealt with like real people in the real world and like kind of like 1930s like Providence, Rhode Island, or like just places in New England who would like get glimpses of this really ancient dead city and this ancient world of like creatures that were like in a dimension that's kind of parallel to ours it dealt with a lot of like you know like there's a thin veil of reality and like mm-hmm. and all this shit so it's 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 cool for that like it's it's got a lot of um but but anyway but it's, uh, yeah, but um so uh where were we in the episode so yeah so braun comes in um you know still seemingly i'm i'm really surprised he even you know carried out his mission i don't know why when they gave him a fucking cart full of gold before he did the job that he wasn't just like fuck off all right whatever i'm gonna go buy my own castle with all this money like i don't need to he probably you know, spent it all already he probably just like took two, two months and, to get
1: up there yeah uh i, I love the, the the banter um you know, he's like, "Oh, you broke my nose." He's like, "I didn't break your nose. How do you know? I've been breaking my nose since I was your
0: size, and I didn't hear the sound it makes when it's close to. <laughs> <laughs> I've been breaking noses since I was your size, and I know what it sounds like, or something like yeah. that." Yeah,
1: and he, then he's like, "May I talk?" And he's like, "Of course." The only thing that's gonna you know, <laughs> the only thing that's going to shut you up is death. And it's like, clearly, he's not there to kill them. as <laughs> As we predicted, he wasn't really going to go through with that. It's still unclear as to whether seriously really ordered their execution i think we're kind of at least for me seeing how far she's kind of turned much more evil i think more than more than likely like now she would be willing to pay someone to go do it
0: but she can't she, do it herself she
1: couldn't she couldn't witness it herself yeah exactly, exactly. she couldn't she couldn't do it and in the end of this episode you see Tyrion gets to her emotionally and she kind of like she can't help but react to it and then kind of shrugs it off as quickly as possible and then tries mm-hmm. to prove how ruthless she is where Uh, You know, she might not have otherwise had Tyrion not gone up there and tried to appeal to her emotions, you know, yeah. but still, we know we know there's no fucking way Bronn's going to do that to his boys. He's just going to fucking haze him a a little bit. And it even says, like, okay, you can, you know, give me your word. Give me the fucking bigger castle and don't die until this war's over. (laughs) So now he's very, very quickly gone from threatening to kill them to. You Know begging them to be safe, so uh, but still, hilarious dialogue. You, you you did feel he was threatening in that moment. You almost thought he actually really was gonna shoot Jamie. Uh, so they had, they had a nice little jump scare there with the uh, with the bolt. Um, but yeah, if he had actually killed Jamie just in a bar like that, that
0: would be so fucking random. That'd be just like, whoa, wait, what that what what happened? <laughs> and it, and, it, and it, it also, I mean, I, I think we 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 know who Braun really is from last season when you know he. Was in that that battle uh, with the loot train, and like he had his gold, but like he had to run away from it, and then he went back to save Jamie. You know, and he says like, "Oh, I did it because you still owe me money, motherfucker." But he he really deep down it does care about his only two friends in the fucking world. These two, you know, Lannister guys who've gotten him in more shit in his life than you know he could possibly imagine. But he's still, you know, they're still his only friends. So I I think ultimately he's never going to really. Assassinate well, them.
1: And, he just... and, and he does think that they're going to win right and yeah, th- there's no way he's really going to not show up at the end right like that mm-hmm. I, we haven't seen the last of that crossbow i guarantee it
0: oh yeah no that, that's way too important of a narrative piece for it not to come back <laughs> that's, that's i, I mean, mean that's
1: that's almost as is up there as the um uh the, as dagger. the, the valerian <laughs> valerian dagger yeah uh, but it's yeah, the, the, yep. that classic, uh, you know,
0: uh, a
1: classic line that if you show a gun in the first act, you are going to see someone get shot by the third act. So, yeah, um, Chekhov's it's, kinda, gone.
0: Uh, it's it's <laughs> fictional. It's like a principle. It's like you, you don't show shit like that unless it's going to come back. And like, yeah, like and Braun was kind of Chekhov's like, you know, middling character. He was like, well, obviously he's going to fucking pop back up at a really inopportune moment. <laughs>
1: Right, right. And we're lucky that it was here was just in the middle of bar banter and it wasn't something more um, you know more precarious, but of course, he doesn't oh, want to be seen by a ton of people either.
0: So my question was, was that in the city or was that in Winterfell? Because if that's in Winterfell, what the fuck is going on with their defense is that a Lannister No, that a, a was outside. If you look
1: at these if you look at the establishing shot um out uh-huh. when they, they show it, there's two little chimneys and it's like a like a barn shaped house okay. um standing by itself and it's definitely not inside. You can actually see so Winterfell in that off about. the distance. Yeah, yeah, it is. Which is probably the you know the only re- way he would get that close to them um, would be if they were outside. Yeah. But you know there is also a giant gaping hole in the wall of Winterfell now too. Um, if you look at the shot, uh, the aerial shot when all the White Walkers are collapsing. Uh, the cameras sort of zooming out from the from the castle wall outward. and you see there's still hundreds of of white walkers trying to climb over the walls, even though there's like a hundred foot long section of the wall totally gone. <laughs> like like you know the, 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 the night king can sort of take them over. Right, but when he's otherwise occupied, they they go in. They go into just like dumb fuck zombie autopilot mode, where they're Uh like, "Hey, dude, this door right there must climb wall." They're (laughs) they're not very bright, which I think that really, um, you know, that was the only thing that saved them was getting back in that castle and having only a few attack at a time, getting over that wall rather than the entire wave of them rushing them all at once. They they really that's like their only real advantage.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um yeah, so uh and then of course we we uh are brought to our final scene, uh, which is uh Danny and her crew of unsullied, uh presumably all the unsullied that are left. I, I don't think uh they would have split that troop up. And it seemed like actually in the battle scene that Grey Worm took the unsullied kind of uh pieces on the board and like took them from John and moved them to, you know, uh, with Daenerys because obviously they're never going to leave her side um yeah and 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 that's kind of what I was talking about earlier in the episode where it was like you know I, it's inconceivable that there are any Dothraki left let alone half of the Dothraki army according to the random Dothraki you know general that was in that meeting uh I would think that the Dothraki would look a lot more like the Unsullied did at the end of this episode where there's like 30 of them left you know from this massive
1: right well that little compliment we saw that the wall at king's Landing obviously wasn't all the the fucking people left that was just a little you know welcoming you party more
0: unsullied yeah maybe oh well they
1: you look at the, the i mean if they had um you know five to ten thousand and there's half of that left and yeah they have a lot more and you see in the trailer for episode five When you've got like the whole fucking gold army and then you've got all the Unsullied left are out there lining up. There's still thousands of Unsullied left, right? They just, again, don't have the budget for showing all of them all at the same time. So we just assume they're off in like a little camp and tent
0: encampment. Maybe. thing
1: <laughs> over the so, hill somewhere
0: um i'm hoping yeah. i'm hoping that by the way next week that they uh that that, that they were just kind of punking cersei and they actually did bring elephants and we're going to get the fucking war elephants that we were promised last season because oh no i i think another yeah
1: yeah
0: no it definitely is just like oh we didn't even talk about ghosts poor ghosts got really fucking got a raw deal this episode we're just like all right ghost i gotta oh. go oh
1: Ghost, just I've, yeah, and I want to talk about that scene for a second because clearly it was yeah, meant yeah. to invoke emotion. But why would they cut from John looking at Ghost to showing Ghost? To cutting back to John looking sad, and then cutting back to Ghost looking down, like oh, oh hug your fucking bad. dog, dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> okay, yes, exactly. But he doesn't do it because it would. He knows that like the dog would more likely try to follow him, and also that he doesn't. He's feeling it too like he doesn't yeah. like the idea of splitting up the family right and but he also knows that like taking ghost is fucking torn to shit right now ghost needs to go heal not join another battle uh and also this dog's basically a fucking wolf husky you don't take a wolf husky down to you know king's landing where there's palm trees right the dog would be miserable even when it wasn't fighting another battle right panting all, so,
0: panting uh, all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: You know, it's missing its fucking half its ear. You know, it's it's definitely sad, but he's not just abandoning Ghost. He's he's given Ghost a good no, home I with, with Tormund. I, I don't know if you, you saw the um somebody made a, a graphic for like uh HBO's first spin-off series, Tormund and Ghost.
0: And It's just like the two Tormund of them just like
1: rolling yeah, did you see that?
0: Yeah, I saw that it was funny.
1: Yeah. Um but but yeah, I mean it's it's designed to make you sad. You're supposed to feel sad um i don't think that john's a, a piece of shit for giving up no, his dog no, he I, wants his dog i just think the show home. did
0: him dirty because they couldn't anim- they couldn't find it in the budget to animate more scenes with him but but yeah, I, I get it yeah. it's fine you know it's well it's, maybe it's not maybe the they had this stunt
1: dog and it bit john uh you know kit harrington one time and he's like no more scenes <laughs> with the dog <laughs> sorry just i don't care if the fans think i don't asshole. want
0: them <laughs> maybe maybe yeah maybe kit Harrington's is just like allergic to dogs like deathly allergic to dogs could be could be Well, I I would have liked, I mean, these, there's in the books and even in the show, they're like kind of psychically bonded. It's like, I I don't know. It it just weird. It just bums me out that they didn't have a little bit more of a goodbye, but I I get it. You know, it's fine. It's not the end of the world.
1: (laughs) Well, I I feel like they're, they're setting up sort of a grand reunion at the very end of it. And it could even be a time jump, you know, where it's like he, Mm -hmm. the, the, the battle's over and he stays in King's Landing for a while. And we don't see a reunion till say four years later. Right. But then it's like, you know, we don't have to explain how everyone got to be everywhere. It's just the first time that the, uh, you know, the King and or Queen go to visit, um, you know, Winterfell for the first time and say five years. And it's kind of, you know, then it's like, Oh, then you get the ghost and John hugging each other reunion thing. Like then you get Tormund there again and Tormund's got a fucking, you know, Got a got a wife and got a baby torment you know like just we get to see like a little bit of the future would be a little bit giant. satisfying it's, you could do it in a way that's not totally like, giant yeah exactly yeah, that'd be great um, torment
0: married a giant so, <laughs> a giant baby you, you could um, do it in
1: a way that wasn't cheesy I, I sure. think they're gonna have to because it's just the show is not The Walking Dead where they're trying to just beat us down constantly they want yeah. us to have some hope I think and and, and no matter and what the
0: show. yeah.
1: Uh, to end, just end the show on, on on somewhat of a bittersweet note, but then have a little bit of an epilogue. Uh, I, I don't think would be out of line for them.
0: There's it's inconceivable to me, to me that the show wouldn't have some kind of a denouement where we see whoever ends up winning and sitting on the throne that we see to some degree, how, how the realm like is going for, we need to see some sort of a flash forward to, to see what's going on. Like I, I yeah, it, it this just, all it, had to be worth something. You know? Yeah, exactly. If we just get to the if the last scene is just John on the Iron Throne or Danny on the Iron Throne for the first time, that's not really satisfying. Like we've been wanting these people to get on the throne because we think that they would make good rulers or we want them to get rid of the throne and bring in you know a system of government right. because we want. But, but, but it's, it's just it's the crowning ceremony, ceremony
1: and suddenly John is, you know, he's the king, dun, 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 dun. Roll credits. The last scene of, the, of the New Hope that's and they're right. all just getting exactly. fucking medals. <laughs> it's exactly. Like- no, you need to have an epilogue where it's like, you know, his speech at the beginning of this episode was a great point. We got to remember all these people, not just for the rest of our lives, but so the people who come after us remember what they gave up so that they could live, right? I mean, that is, like, he's, he's talking about uh, an epilogue to this story already in that speech he gives for everybody during the the, the uh, funeral pyre scene. Yeah. So, and that's very much what the show is about. Um, is is you know the having two deaths. There's your literal death, and then there's the death you have when the last person that remembers your name dies. Once your history is gone, uh, Sansa says this to Ramsay Bolton very clearly that your, your titles will disappear. Your houses will disappear. Your names will disappear. You'll have been erased from history. And she's very clear that, you know, and and then again with the Night King, the Night King wants to take out Bran and erase human history, not just kill everyone, but make sure there's no record of any humans ever having lived. So the idea that um, you have no immortality through history is a a big part of the show. So uh, yeah, for for them not have some kind of epilogue scene would be mind boggling to me
0: yeah so um back to the last scene of this episode so you know we get this kind of uh parlay between danny and her advisors and cersei and her kind of team of rogues that are left over and uh they have Masande up on this platform and you know it it, it I, this scene was just really staged badly, I think. And I don't know if that's on the director or on the writer or, or the show, whoever set this up. So obviously a couple of things needed to happen in the scene. They needed to have a conversation between Tyrion and Cersei and, you know, Missandei needed to get her head chopped off. It, if Cersei is ignoring the rules of engagement, which she clearly is, she just executed a prisoner of war with no provocation whatsoever. Um. Why wouldn't she just have them fire upon Danny and everyone else and just end that, that end the war right there? Like it makes no sense that they're within range. Clearly within range of the Scorpions. The uh, Drogon's right behind them. He's grounded. He's not doing anything. He's just on the ground. Yeah, he's just far enough away. He's he's just a little
1: bit far enough away that I I think that they couldn't. uh, But but
0: but but Danny
1: and them weren't. They were really. There's a reason. There's a reason for it. And I, I think it's the same reason, the, the same shit that, uh, Ramsey Bolton pulled with, uh, Rick on, um, was, was that I'm going to do something that's going to get you off your game and make you make mistakes. Right. I mean, even if she tried to, to wipe out that little welcoming party, there's still an army that would try to lay waste to the castle, you know, and, it's and they got a bunch of shields if they started to shoot on them they would all shield danny they would get her out of there uh and it's just it's not worth it but if she can kill her best friend and uh hand to the queen then that gets two people very much off their game uh you know the the danny and great worm
0: i just you know what i i i just think they were they staged them too close to to the scorpions which would have been an absolute you know, the, the, no matter if all the unsullied had come up and just given her, given her like that kind of 300 shield job, those scorpion bolts are fucking huge. Like, so I, oh, the, yeah, but they're like, big and bulky. They,
1: and and if, if everyone scatters, then you know, it's you need I, I just, a big, I just thought it was bad target, but...
0: I, so like what they could have done, but the problem was they had mm-hmm. to have Tyrion close enough to where he could have a conversation with Cersei, and they also had to have Danny close enough to Tyrion. To where she could hear their conversation across Mm -hmm. this open field. So, like, if she was on a on a on a hill, you know, five hundred yards away, well outside their range, I would have been like fine, but she wouldn't have been able to hear them. So, it, it, it they had to they had to get this conversation to the point where it was, you know, audible for them. So they had to be close enough for that. But I think it 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 defies logic a little bit that this person who's so like off the deep end and ruthless and like, just doesn't give a fuck anymore. And just, you know, protecting our own life at this point, or, you know, whatever you want to say. Eh, I don't think she's Wouldn't playing fire it, on.
1: She's not playing it straight though. Cause you remember, um, Oh, what's the scene? Um, Oh, the scene when, when, uh, Qyburn gives Braun the crossbow and, uh, first Braun guesses, "Do you, does she want me to take out the, the dragon queen? And Kyburn says, no, uh, uh, our, our grace has other plans for the dragon queen. So there's, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe Cersei's trying to fucking catch that dragon alive and, and, you know who take it over herself maybe she's been trying to learn a thing or two so maybe maybe cersei is a secret targaryen who knows <laughs>
0: so i don't know we, I,
1: I there's gonna be some twists i mean they've always said there's gonna be a, a couple of major twists in the next couple episodes so
0: well hey um, i mean we, we talked that. about Tyrion being a targaryen potentially maybe he'll end up on the iron throne maybe john or, Daener- or daenerys will both die and we'll get to Tyr- i think Tyrion would actually be in some ways a better ruler than either one of them. Cause he's smart, but he's also not uh power hungry necessarily. No, like, he's, he's never, it,
1: it would also fulfill the false foreshadowing of when um, various first uh, smuggles him out of King's landing and they're standing by that, uh, that overlook over the ocean, and he's mm-hmm. like, well, I'll, no, I'll clearly never stand. I'll never sit on the Iron Throne. And, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and very, sure. Various is like, uh, yeah, well, that's that's very, definitely true. <laughs> and you're kind of like, well, if everyone believes it's not gonna, ever going to happen, then I think there's a chance it could happen.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I do think it was bad staging, but I also don't know a better way they could have done it because they did need them to hear that conversation. And they did need to create this inciting incident to be like, all right, well now Danny's going to just be full, you know, Daenerys unchained, and she's going to, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, it, it's, it's like, you know, I, I'll, I'll give the showrunners a little bit of a pass because there's still, this is largely George RR R. Martin's fault because these guys signed up to write an adaptation of a beloved, really well-written, really detailed book series. They did not sign up to write, george R. R. martin fan fiction over the last two seasons and what they've had to do is work off of bullet points that they got from him in a meeting almost a decade ago that we don't even know how fucking detailed they were or how many plot points he even mentioned to them And they've had to craft this entire series you know within his kind of uh bullet points and it's like at some point they're like well look if he's not going to participate and he's not going to write these books and he's not going to write on the show anymore he wrote on the first season he wrote a couple episodes he hasn't really written since the first few seasons uh because i think he kind of got bummed out realizing that the show would pass his books and they've had a kind of awkward relationship in public since then where it's like he won't outright criticize the show but he'll be like well I would have done this differently or maybe I don't know if necessarily this is going to happen that same way in the books like he sure. talked less yeah
1: it's soft criticism I think that's fair enough um it's just he you know he's comfortable doing all these TV interviews where he talks about the show Right, he doesn't want to, or he talks about well, all my books that I I keep writing. It's like you haven't written anything in ages. <laughs> like, he, no, he'd rather
0: write ancillary books about the universe rather than just finishing the fucking series because I think he's like, you know, no, I think he, it,
1: he's got stardom now. That's what everyone yeah. wants. If you do the work to get the stardom, then you fucking coast, and that's what he's doing. So I, and I think it's fair for him to criticize the show, and I think the pacing
0: yeah.
1: um improved a lot since the the, the no, show too. kind of took it over. But
0: and I, and I think it's kind of like, dude, you know. It's your own fucking fault. Like, you, 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 agree. he agreed, or well, you know, he planned to have all the books done by the time the show got to the last season, get, got to the seventh season. And right. like, like, does he, he have to go work a different day
1: job? No, he has all the free time in the
0: world. <laughs> he's not like, he's oh, I can work on the a book. Bunch books since then, about yeah. not fucking Game of Thrones or not the, like, he's written, like, books about, like, short stories in the universe of Game of Thrones, but not the actual main books. It's like, you, dude, like, it's your own fucking fault. Yeah. And yeah, I don't really give a shit about
1: him. He he also was uh, announced today that uh, he's a, a, a he he's super excited I about Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. I know. Yeah, so, he's like Biden really is in are, like man.
0: fuck George R. R. Martin mood right now for that reason. So. Like,
1: Ugh. um, yeah, same age demographic or what? Like, what do you see inspiring about Joe fucking Biden of all people? Yeah,
0: and that also tells you a little bit about the way he writes some of his characters. I mean, he doesn't maybe have in mind, I and mean, maybe we have to relook at the whole idea of like maybe he's not trying to bring more a more democratic society is trying to bring them a benevolent dictator and that's the way he saw it happening in his books because he's not somebody who's super altruist you know like i don't know i i think all of that stuff is relevant when you're trying to capture the the life's work of of this author you know sure like it, no, his intent absolutely. and his way he thinks about things um but no, no he mentioned yeah
1: if you're if your politics uh skew towards an old white guy like joe biden instead of a old white guy like bernie sanders you gotta wonder about how this series is gonna end up <laughs> truthfully
0: yeah but uh, again i think i i think we're in territory where i'm fairly confident that they're totally off book like even plot points that he gave them i don't think they're following every single one and i think they even said like you could tell a lot by the ad, the 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 bros after the episode thing that they do with Benioff and Weiss, where they're like, a lot of times, like they'll be like, oh well, you know, when 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 George told us that Hodor, it, it, when George told us the meaning of Hodor's name, we were both shocked. Like, but then there are other times where they'll be like, well, I think this needed to happen for this character because you know, it it, it really is a story I think we've been building to for the last couple of seasons. Like, you could tell the way they discuss certain things. Where it's like George absolutely didn't or doesn't intend for this to happen, and it's their decision. So I don't think it's outside. I
1: I think they also do those little behind the the episode interviews before they shoot it, and then what ends up getting shot is very different than what they say because there's there's that thing with the one where they're they're like, oh, it looks like Danny forgot about the Iron Fleet, and like literally (laughs) they just fucking talked about the Iron Fleet during their war planning meeting. So either they didn't
0: pay attention in the writers' room of that episode. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's
1: like somebody should be like, oh, actually, we just fucking, they just talked about that. So it's not that Danny forgot about them or that she's hard, you know, hard, uh, hard of, hard seeing, can't see a fucking armada of ships coming straight for her. <laughs> it's like they just want to like nerf her and make her dumb. Like, oh, ha-ha, she didn't see the fucking giant missiles fly in her face. Like, yeah. No. That's um, the, I don't like when they make the characters who are seemingly smarter than they end up being. portrayed yeah i mean i get like like systemic mistakes like the dothraki riding out in the darkness because they were overconfident, <laughs> couldn't see how big the enemy was because that's traditionally how they fight battles like that mm-hmm. um uh, but but then to just say like oh danny forgot about the iron fleet I'm like fuck off you fucking assholes yeah, they that, don't, yeah like she forgot about the fucking like
0: the, the people who yeah no that's it's preposterous but um no but so and but martin last week was saying that like he he implied heavily that braun is like a nothing character in the books and that the show kept him around because he has a high Q rating and that he like the, the fans really like him because he's just been a really kind of fun presence on the show. Mm-hmm. So, but that leads me to believe that the huge chunks of the story now are just being written totally off book. And he made it seem like he wasn't even down with the Aria being the one to kill the night King thing. So if that's the case, and and again, you know, in the books, the Night King isn't even the Night King. Like, he doesn't really exist. There's no one. No, he's the Night Vampire. Yeah. And there's no one, like, you kill the Night King and all the White Walkers are dead. So the book battle is going to have to go completely differently. So it's very conceivable that the TV series will end in a totally different way than the books will. Which is fine, rid- because
1: I'm totally okay with that being the Yeah, thing. no, me too because the thing with Arya was so important for so many reasons and it fulfilled so many f- pieces of foreshadowing yeah. um and, and it but it was still completely unexpected at the same time but then also made total fucking sense because who else could actually fucking do it um yeah. and what have we been seeing her train for all these years what was it really for right mm-hmm. it wasn't just so she could be a fucking sociopath it was it was a means <laughs> to an end even though we didn't know it and and that i think um it was Brilliant writing, right? So the the few yeah. little quibbles we have with with some of the blocking of a, a sea battle scene, where it's like, oh, you couldn't really hit a fucking dragon, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it, it's it is. I ultimately it's forgivable because the the yeah. larger story being told is so much more important. The the larger beat story beat the being head, told yeah. is that that you know she's no longer the mother of dragons; she's the mother of dragon this point. <laughs> of Dragon uh, the Dragon. Yeah, Dragon the Dragon. The only one. Um so the, yeah, the, the level of vulnerability and fear we have for our protagonists who are still left is even is ratched up even higher now. Where we're just like, fuck it, how are you gonna get over those fucking castle walls? They're like twice yeah. as high as Winterfell. Um you know what what's your what's your, I mean the the, the show does a lot of having a new army show up out of nowhere at the last second. And my personal fan theory is that uh, Dario is going to sail into King's Landing with the fucking the whatever fleet he still has in marine and save the day.
0: Uh, Maybe. And it'll be a, a very awkward well, kind of three way love triangle between Danny, Dario and Jon Snow. The Dornish army. Yara was on her way to go get the Dornish army when when you you know, attacked their uh, their fleet. So the Dornish mm. army is still fucking rare and raring to go. So that could be the, that could be the Knights of the Vale of this battle. Sure, you know, like sure. if they can find, if, or if Yara, who's also not there, if she actually ends up going and getting the Dornish army, that could be the kind of cavalry that they need to turn the tide in this battle.
1: Oh yeah, well de- definitely, we'll, you know, the, the the Yara side of the Iron Fleet is going to show up at some point. There's no way. Yeah, that we'll be happen. seeing them
0: again. There's no way she's um, not killing her uncle. Like if anyone's killing uh, Euron, it's going to oh. be fucking Yara exactly
1: uh and they wouldn't even have his fleet out there if there wasn't going to be another fucking sea battle of some kind so yeah yeah i mean we got another episode that's going to be an hour and 20 minutes long another little mini movie so um there mm-hmm. was a little uh, a wasn't a whole interview but just a little gif of uh, amelia clark on some late night talk show and she was it was before the this season started and she was kind of going through like what the most oh shit episodes were going to be and she was like yeah season or episode five is going to be the most oh shit episode right mm. so we were all geared up for for battle winterfell which fucking was mind-blowing uh it we may be even twice as much mind-blown uh come this time sunday
0: yeah man we're, i think we'll we'll get some interesting uh twists we don't see coming i'm sure some of the characters that we love will end up dying in this episode it'll be an interesting yeah. episode for sure i and, and i want to i want to make it clear i if Daenerys somehow finds humility and, and decides that she she's willing to share power or even abdicate power or you know that that uh, there's a better way in the way and that stuff she talked about with breaking the wheel i'm totally on board with her you know coming out on top but i i think the sh- the story the show is telling with her character makes me you know i i just don't want people to be like oh you just fucking hate Daenerys no i i don't like the character that they've turned her into, and that's not saying it's like the writing's fault. It's just the character that is being portrayed on screen. So, like, if she, and this is just my, you know, politics bleeding into the way I view the 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 world of the show. Like, if if she doesn't become more benevolent, I can't support her sitting on the Iron Throne. You know, like it, it, if she does, or if Varys has his way, and 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 John sits on the throne, or if it becomes a, like some sort of Rudimentary democracy. I think everyone will be a lot better off. So I'm actually very curious to see what they do with. Like I'm not. All I'm saying is like I'm not saying like fuck Daenerys. Like I hope she, you know, turns evil and then John kills. Like I don't think that's. I hope that her character finds redemption because she has had a lot of good moments on the show. But sure, the story they're with and, her right now.
1: And these are rich characters where where they start at the beginning of an episode because the episodes are are, are so long could be very different when than where they ended the, the end of an episode. And you might yeah, see that, exactly. that turn and then another turn come back, um, you know, by the end of it. So I, I don't think after so many brutal head on conflicts that they would have, um, you know, another brutal head on conflict on top of another brutal one, there's going to be different layers of it where it's going to be like, okay, well we need to go do this thing, but here's this other really big complication to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So getting, getting it right is going to be really difficult. Uh, so, but who knows? Uh, I think, like, uh, like Tyrion said, maybe Cersei will just kill all of us and solve all of our
0: problems. <laughs> that was a great line, too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that line. I definitely laughed out loud at that line. Yeah, would be easier. Would be a lot easier. That's, and again, I think that's, you know, so I, I guess let's just do real quick before we get out of here, kind of predictions of, of next week. Uh, what? Who do we... Th- so, okay, let's do it like this. Uh, d- Definitely gonna die. Maybe we'll die. Definitely won't die. Uh, Cersei.
1: That's a maybe for me. Okay. So
0: yeah, I, th- no, I, I agree. It's a maybe. I mean, it, it's I,
1: her. Her death is is too obvious. You know, like she's the last big bad, right? And I don't think just a a, a, a you know a death and then a, a
0: victory parade is gonna be the way that the show wraps up i think i agree i think maybe we'll die definitely we'll lose the battle over at the end of the day like she's not going to win this, this 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 there's no there's no conceivable way where cersei just wins and rules forever like and and you know and i i mean it could be
1: a standstill and it's just everyone retreats back to the north and the north stays in open rebellion and they just don't go back and forth very often it, it could end up being something satisfying.
0: Like it could be, I just don't know that it's, that's narrative. It, oh, like that. it definitely
1: wouldn't be satisfying, but it, you know, <laughs> this, it could be um, the best they get, you know?
0: Okay. You're on Greyjoy. Definitely dying.
1: I hope so. Just cause I fucking hate him. Uh, he's the only <laughs> character left on the show that I openly hate.
2: Because uh, he's just, still,
1: There's nothing redeemable about him.
2: We, yeah. All.
1: And it's just like, he, he, even there was nothing redeemable about Ramsey Bolton, but he was still a more interesting great. character just a better actor more just like you don't know what he's going to do next this guy is just a fucking cackling clown you know you always he's a know what He's going to for sure yeah but it's just it doesn't fit with with the the depth of every other character on the show Kybern. Yeah. I hate him but at least he's like you know you're kind of like oh at least he's it, there's intrigue there you know you Qyburn don't know definitely. what he's going to come up with next right yeah um I think if, if Cersei Qyburn does go out die. Yeah, I think Kyron's definitely gonna die, or he's just gonna like, oh well, that's over. Now I'm on your team, uh, and then Varys will be like, oh yeah, actually, he was, we're all part of the same little, you know, uh, hand of the whatever. Um, but yeah, if Cersei does go out, it's got to be, it's got to be epic. You know, it can't just be like, yeah. oh, she's on her knees and Jaime, you know, lops her head off. There's got to be something fucking cataclysmic that happens where there's just like a blood curdling scream and just fucking like just the whole thing collapses and just, it's gotta be something fucking amazing or not all that's, that's what I want to see.
0: I'd be totally fine with them, her and Jamie having a one-on-one conversation where he gets her in a room alone and she eventually says something to him where he realizes that she'll never, Change and that she's fundamentally, you know, ruined. like she's never going to go back to being the person that he cared for and he'll just end up choking the life out of her. Like that's I that, don't know. that could I, be that, where that the That feels too go. close
1: to like the, the lady, uh, Lady Tyrell Elena. death scene where yeah. it's just a conversation in a room, you know, there's no there's got to because Cersei is so just like all she ever does is just kind of stand there looking at things. She's she's so poised. She's never had any physicality to her character whatsoever, you know, no, no sword fights no you know Danny are help, gonna have help. a fucking throw down no i just because I, they said that every major character was gonna have a fight scene uh mm-hmm. in, in this season so i feel like there's got to be something shit's got to go down where she's gonna have to fucking do something physical and there could be like she could have a real fight scene
0: with somebody who knows um well or, her, i mean or, danny is not a great fighter either so her and danny could be fairly evenly matched i mean Fight, i mean I, don't know. I i doubt that would be the the matchup but you know if it's
1: if it's um you know drogon torching the top of the red Keep and it collapses and she you know blood-curdling scream crushed under a huge fucking stone like that'd be that's not a good way to go
0: out yeah i don't know i well so that might happen um but okay so yeah kyburn definitely gonna die um the mountain definitely gonna die. I, I I don't know if it's gonna be Arya or the Hound that kills him, but he's definitely gonna fucking die. This episode, or well, next episode, or the episode You, you remember
1: when when Sansa asked um, the Hound, you know, what would make you happy? And he's like, because <laughs> he says there's only one thing that's gonna make me happy. And she asked him what, and he's like, it's you know, it's none of your business. <laughs> uh-huh. It's like clearly, yeah. clearly they're setting this up for the Clegane Bowl. So yeah, uh, I'm all for it if if they're if they're if they're uh hinting at it in everything but name only it's definitely gonna happen
0: yeah well they can't <laughs> be hilarious if on the show they actually called it the game bowl but yeah i mean I- so that's definitely going down uh i think either sandor is going to come out on top or ariel will have to help him defeat the mountain in some way um but oh
1: i don't think he would want the help he wants a. he just wants a one-on-one No, he wants
0: but- to kill him of course and, and my, and that's my joke was, gonna
1: end up was that Arya kills the mountain just despite the Hound,
0: <laughs> just to be like, haha, I fucking killed him first, and you couldn't do it." I know, right? Feel as big him. So okay, so I mean, that's the, all, we, I think we we can all agree that most of the big bad characters are going to end up dying by the end of this, or, or in exile by the end of this series. But the more interesting question to me is, how are we going to, like John? John John's John's a maybe I think John's absolutely a maybe he's definitely not a definitely he's gonna live person like I I I don't I don't know if I agree
1: because there's that shot from one of the early trailers where it's John Arya and Sansa going down to the crypts and they're looking at statues of themselves which was why a few people thought that like, what, you know, is this time travel or did they go forward in time? Like, what is, how are they looking at their own statues? Because the statues in the crypts are only supposed to be for, for dead people, dead people, right. Dead Starks. Right. And they're looking at their own statues. And we kind of thought that, you know, maybe that was just a promotional thing. It's not actually in the show, but you know, this isn't quite like Marvel or star Wars where they shoot a lot of footage. that doesn't make it into the show almost everything we see in the trailers is in the show, except for a couple things. There was that one shot of Winterfell where uh, it's like Jamie's golden hand laying there and John's sword and they're just like relics, you know, and that's clearly not meant to be a scene, but in this, we actually have the principal actors in the scene, right? Looking at these statues, right?
0: Yeah. My only, my only counter to that would be, do you remember in seasons five or six when Arya was in the house of black and white, they had those promo, videos where they had all the faces of the main characters on the wall of the faceless man.
1: Yeah. But that was mostly just a, a graphic, right? It wasn't an actual scene with I, actors. I, in I think moving. there was
0: one. I, no, I agree. But I think there was one like video, you know, teaser for that season where I, I just don't think it's outside the realm of possibility for the showrunners sure. to kind of sure. fuck with people to be like, Hey, wouldn't it be crazy that's if a, they died? That's wouldn't a,
1: it be crazy? Right. But the, I mean, the faces in the things, that's like a, a metaphor, a visual metaphor. Yeah. Right. Where them going down to the crypt and looking at the actual statues of themselves lined up like that, that's I mean, that's not just like a metaphor. That's like a that's a scene. Like they're going and looking at those statues and studying them the way that they do on the show all the time with their actual, you know, former relatives. So I don't I mean you could if you wanted to just tease the idea that maybe they all die, you would show just the statues down there, but you wouldn't yeah. show the actors looking at their own statues. To me, that's that's a huge leap forward beyond what they've done before. So but anyway, then i but don't I'm, understand I'm still why they curious. would have so,
0: statues. Like, you know, that's the other weird um, thing.
1: Maybe it was just because they were so heroic that they were like, Well, we're gonna die someday. Let's make the statues now, <laughs> right? Like let's
0: they uh, bought, bought got, their plot got, on the cheap. Deal <laughs>
1: on, yeah, exactly. We got a we got a discount on a bundled statue carving and the the carver was going to retire so he was like hey let
0: me let me knock these off before i uh decide to hang out my spurs carver sustained serious injuries in the battle for winterfell he was like look i I got like three more statues left in me so i can make it for you know random fucking joe blow stark a or i can make your statues now and just be done with Uh, yeah you will be the final starks of my career (laughs) bring me my chisel um yeah. So all right, so well I I I'll still put John in the maybe just cuz I think we're that the nature of that scene is unknown and it may may actually happen, may not. But um narratively, they're setting up that he could very well, you know, not make it out. Or you know, uh same with Danny. I think that she's a certainly a maybe. Uh she might not make it out of this battle. I but.
1: would say Danny's a maybe because it would be bittersweet because it's, yeah. you know, she's she's controversial to the to the characters in the show. So her death would mean different things to different people, which is what this show is really good at is, is doing things where people have wildly different reactions as characters. And the audience has wildly different reactions too. There's so many people that hate Danny. There's so many people that hate Sansa. There's so many people that think John's just a fucking idiot and has no value. Um, he is a fucking People idiot. Have, but
0: I love John. I mean, well, you no, he's, he's, he's
1: our not. stupid, stupid son. We love him though. Uh, I, I don't character hate unless the character is just a poorly written character. When really, there's yeah. only one person left on the show that's like that, and we've already discussed that. But um, yeah, I think Danny's death would be, you know, like what if the dragon lives and she dies? Like, what do they fucking do with the dragon now? <laughs> this is dr- what if the dragon goes fucking mad I mean, on, its on its own and torches King's Landing on its own? yeah but yeah. if he's not on it, he can't control it that 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 was her dragon. she gave him the the one that's dead now uh so yeah, so, what if Danny gets killed? And the dragon just takes it upon itself to to lay waste to the city.
0: You know what's interesting I, I actually want I forgot to talk about this when we talked about Rhaegal dying you know john's dragon in 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 dragon lore or dragon culture, whatever you want to call it um once somebody rides a dragon, they're bonded to that dragon for life. so I was kind of thinking like, hey if this does come down to john versus danny that it's not like danny can say well look i have an army and all these dragons behind me because it would kind of have been a one-to-one thing but now that john doesn't have a dragon anymore that's that's an interesting the only way for some for a, a dragon to take on a new rider is for their old owner to die so i think mm-hmm. danny's pretty firmly in the camp of like this is my dragon he's not he'll do whatever i say including burn right. you alive if, if need well be.
1: you notice when um uh what's her name gets her head chopped off at the end the dragons oh, yeah, yeah Adi, the dragon off the distance is fucking screaming like the dragon's pissed and he's far mm-hmm. away, right? And apparently their vision is not that great, <laughs> as we've learned from the Sea uh, yeah. attack. So clearly he's picking up on whatever Mom is feeling it's, in that moment. It's
0: the psychic, yeah. Or the yeah. connection, whatever yeah, you want yeah. to call it.
1: So, um, but yeah, it's good to know they're all on the same team. Uh, I think they're going to be united as, as long as Cersei is uh, alive um there might be some divided alliance with Jamie Lannister in this episode we'll see how that plays out i don't think that i don't think that lannister is going to do anything that changes the outcome of the war but he'll be a de- determining factor as to whether cersei lives or dies though
0: well cuz yeah i mean if he kills cersei i mean they, they they don't have a ton to fight for uh no no there's no one n- nobody's going to but you know what the thing is like the it's they gotta like the get to her they gotta kill yeah. a whole fucking army to get to her <laughs> so I, I think it'll i, I think, by think by the time but all he gets people, there the Jamie battle be a, yeah. could get to her like in a room like what you know he could he could get an audience with her even if the mountains in there like he he would get an audience with her more so than any of the other. like i don't think any of the other characters at this point can go but like i want to yeah. have a conversation with cersei but
1: well, and you know, I can also find little, you know, secret trapdoors and things like that. But yeah, that's true. Um, well, it's yeah, that's
0: and then interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, you know, and Tyrion also knows a little uh, secret ways into castles that he's lived in before too. So, uh, like I said, impregnate the bitch.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's you know like you're saying it's not going to just be like a full-on battle like the battle of winterfell was i think we're going to get a lot of side missions where like characters are sneaking into king's landing or you know we're gonna that's why i think it's not necessarily that cersei is like i think they could get to her via like braun letting them in or like some you know it would it would I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we get one more scene with all the remaining Lannisters that we get a, that we get Tyrion, Jaime and Cersei in a room again together. Uh it'll be interesting to see if that I I just think yeah. that just be such an interesting conversation, you know. I feel like yeah. they
1: they kind of owe it. Yeah, cuz with the the ending of last season, they had two separate audiences, you know. It was mm-hmm. like uh Cersei with Tyrion and then Cersei with Jaime and the outcome was the same where uh, she tried to bluff her way into thinking that she was going to kill them and couldn't do it with either one. So we'll see if now she's come to the point where maybe she is ready to kill them. Maybe she's just like, fuck it. I'm done with you know what, all though? this.
0: You know? you know, it just occurred to me. I mean, mm. you, you mentioned that scene where, where Tyrion kind of gets to Cersei for a minute and she kind of like steals herself against it. Yeah. I don't know that she could steal herself against Jamie and Tyrion trying to talk sense into her and talk her into. Oh, so you, you cross
1: the streams, you cross the streams and you hit her with uh-huh. fucking across streams. And then she just melts away and suddenly turns into her younger, only and, slightly petty self rather than full on evil.
0: And that's the way <laughs> to have Danny and John and all them take King's Landing without burning it to the ground is you have them convince her to surrender. You know, after and obviously there'll be some but, form but of But she'll battle.
1: only surrender to John, not Danny, and then all of a sudden... yeah, no, there's a million ways it could play out. I think this it, is I, I just think this, that's this, interesting. This is, the toughest, this is the toughest uh one to predict. Yeah. I think that like there if if um seriously really has a plan for Danny, like Kyburn mm-hmm. said to, to Braun, that it's not gonna be as simple as just we fight a battle and figure out who wins and then someone gets to keep the castle. Like there's gonna be uh, some dirty tricks involved. There's going to be like maybe some double cross. Maybe somebody, some um, maybe Varys does a deal with Cersei mm-hmm. where she initially agrees to, uh, bend the knee to John and John only. Mm-hmm. That would set up a huge fucking conflict, and then of course she doesn't <laughs> actually do it for either one. Uh, and then Varys fucking gets called out for being a traitor to Dany, and she fucking torches him, and then you know. I I I don't like th- uh, predicting this stuff until we start to talk about it, and then just ideas just start going off in my head, and so it's it's totally spontaneous because I don't I don't have I don't sit around making YouTube videos thinking about like oh what if this ha-? like this is but all this stuff come up of, this shit on my own
0: of, of like how well written the show has been and how well thought out and fleshed out all these characters and these relationships are that there are so many possibilities that we would be totally fine with and would actually like love to see play out on screen. Sure. And, and we and can't all of them tell at all make sense. which, which way it's going. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. And I think a lot of credit um, for filling in some of the holes of some of the, the bad writing, because there always is a little bit of bad writing, sure. uh, is how good the fucking actors are. Mm. That they can sell it and make it not feel like there's a bad line or a bad idea or a bad plot
0: point. Tyrion was so good this episode that uh, Peter Dinklage was, I thought, did an amazing job with his scenes in this episode, like just really conveying like the fucking weight of all these his conflicting emotions about Danny and about his sister. Like, I, I think that dude just fucking seriously deserves an Emmy. I think he's won one for the show already, but he deserves another one this season oh,
1: yeah absolutely the, the casting on this show has been phenomenal and if you cast the right people they will do i mean the, the, they they call them talent for a reason right mm-hmm. i mean could you imagine how how hard it is to ch- cast a child actor who then has to be on the show for eight years and turn into like an actual good decent adult all good. actor like, all, all the fucking multiple young stars ones. Are great actors
0: it's like amazing no
1: they're all really fucking good i mean look at look at the little fucking the little dweeb on uh, walking Dead, who they just cast a kid that looked like a kid from the comic books, and he turned out to be a terrible actor, and his yeah. scenes are all really bad, and they had to like constantly tell everyone what a great actor he was, and it's like if you have to say it that much, it's not true and and I didn't admit I didn't dislike the character, but the actor they chose was not a good actor at all yeah. um so you look at someone like um, someone sure that Macy they re- wrote him
0: off the show, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> even though he's I'm still alive that. in the comics, they're like, ah, this is this is get rid of him. Yeah, like, well, he aged too quickly
1: for the comics, but yeah, yeah, someone like Macy Williams, just phenomenal. How do you get so lucky to cast her? And the, and the shitty part is that like nobody will want to cast her for anything else uh, mm-hmm. that's a major role, except for shit like this. Um, You know, which is which is really sad when you see somebody who's good. But they had such a long role in one thing. They've gotten tight past.
0: There's still that prejudice of like you're a TV actor. Like it's 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 inexplicable to me, considering how much of like movies television is now, like how, how Game of Thrones is just like a 10 hour long movie every year. Right. But there's still that weird. Th- I mean, fucking Brian Cranston is one of the best actors of our generation. And he's still like he gets some roles, but he should be doing a lot more shit like he should be in every fucking, like, big budget, you know, uh, drama that Hollywood has coming out, like, he should get I don't get think that. those
1: are the roles he likes as much, though. Like, he likes kind of more playful roles he can do. Um, the, yeah. the serious stuff, I think he's, he
0: saves that for the stage because he does do a lot of theater. He does do a lot of theater. But, like, th- I mean, like, he's doing, mo- like, that movie where he did with, like, Ashton Kutcher, where he's, like, like you know, where he plays, like, the dad of, like, the the, like... Shit like that is 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 I think Oh, uh, it wasn't it.
1: Ashton Kusher. It was uh fucking um Justin what's his Tim- name? No. Wasn't Justin? Justin- Tim- <laughs> no, it was uh fucking the guy that the, the hundred and seventy two hour movie where he saw is uh, James, oh, yeah, James Franco. James
0: Franco I actually like James Franco, but like I just it it just seemed oh, like a that movie that was beneath movie him. It
1: was terrible. It reminded me of why I don't go to watch rom coms and mm-hmm. I was dating somebody at the time that like let she was like, "Well, I want to go see it." I'm like, "This is going to be terrible. Come on, you don't want to do this." And it was terrible. She's like, "That was terrible." I'm like, "Yeah, you should have fucking trusted me." I mean, it um, looks stupid.
0: The fucking trailer I made mean, it looks like it. if the trailer can't make it look like it's a decent movie, then you know it's fucked. No, but it was just an <laughs> ad for a
1: little fucking Amazon Alexa robot thing Ugh. in your house. That's all it was.
0: But which is in um, like every
1: movie and TV show now.
0: But no, but and, and again, even like a show like Lost, like I know you didn't really watch Lost when it was on, but Lost had some tremendous fucking actors on it. The, uh, you know, uh, like really good actors. And they haven't done shit like in film. Like they've done a, like one of them's on like Hawaii Five O, like the remake of that. It's like, come on, these guys are like, yeah. could easily carry heavy dramatic character actor roles in movies. Well, now like you've got, big
1: movies. You got movie actors that want to come to TV shows if they're like uh-huh. a, like a, um you know mini series type stuff where sure it's not episodic um they get to kind of jump on for a period of time if they want and they don't have to spend 2 years promoting it afterwards either you know you can just you can just release something out on a Netflix that's only like a limited series so you got Jonah Hill and uh uh what's her name executive produced that maniac was the name of that series and it was just it was 10 episodes and they're not going to have another another Stone. Yeah. uh yeah Emma Stone sorry um Sorry to all the Emma Stone fans out there that I forgot her name. Uh, and it was great, and you could tell it was definitely a project where they wanted to produce it as actors and make it exactly what they wanted. It's a very actor-rich role, mm-hmm. you know, the roles they play in, yeah. in the in the story, and then they don't have to spend years promoting it. They don't have to have a huge ad campaign. They can just make it for what it is, low budget, you know, high concept, and it's fucking great. It's great entertainment
0: yeah yeah and i just i hope that changes but i it's still very prevalent with tv actor like actors on really big tv shows and it's like you know even someone like aaron paul like who's really fucking good on breaking bad oh yeah like hasn't done shit like and not to his not his fault like he just hasn't gotten good roles i mean he got that role in like need for speed but like that dude should be fucking leading dramas like no, because they,
1: they they go okay. Who is the demographic that like Breaking Bad? Uh, Breaking uh-huh. Bad. It's it's guys that like uh, shows that have guns and cars and like some crime stuff. And okay, well, what do we have that's available for that? Exactly. Um, well, oh, it's, we've it's got the,
0: it's the capitalization of Hollywood. It's like the, no, they don't yeah. look deeper as to why that character worked and why that show is so successful because of the amazing performances and relationships that were built up through the amazing writing on that show it's like oh well who watches that show what's the demo let's slot this guy into you know the next fucking transformers movie because that's the same demo like it's
1: 18 to 35 year old white males you know that's mm-hmm. i mean breaking bad's a good show but 90% of the the, the fans were were that demographic yeah. um i, I think with a show like, like
0: that it's like tough to not get that yeah. big, big demo you well,
1: know i, I think the, the game of thrones has the 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 benefit of being um the, the biggest show in the world because it appeals to much broader demographic even if mm-hmm. you know you look at you look how much you know black people on twitter love game of thrones and it's like there's almost no black people on the show. Like, what's the you know? Yeah, and it's just the show is is done so well that it appeals to everybody, you mm-hmm. know, or no matter no matter who you are. And then there's also like a you know, there's um, if you look at kind of like the structure of uh, black exploitation cinema, you know, like the sort of the some of the cr- criminal elements of those shows, double cross, um, you know, gangs, stuff like that. That this show is very much that as well. Uh, there's a lot of like you know um, how to describe it. It's just when I was much younger, I studied a lot of uh, films made by Gordon Parks, films like Shaft uh, and the idea of, of um, people who are oppressed getting big payback, right. Getting Mm -hmm. revenge, you know, at, by the end of the film. And there's a lot of that, in game of thrones so i think that that idea of being oppressed and then getting getting revenge uh is probably what makes uh game of thrones a a popular series to marginalized communities um not to speak on their behalf but you know just the i've studied a lot of different kinds of cinema and the different areas of cinema and why certain films were designed to appeal to a certain demographic at a certain part you know part of culture or subculture so i i don't know i see a bit of that with with this series
0: But I think and maybe I'm, you know, generalizing, too, from what I've seen on on Twitter and like on black Twitter specifically. But I see they seem to identify more with the Starks, because I think the Starks have always been the kind of of all the great houses have always been the kind of traditionally downtrodden and like thought of as like the kind of like, you know, outsiders, those northerners that like, you know, they're kind of like beneath us uh you know westeros like us king's landing folk or us you know high guard oh yeah so, they like, got a raw
1: deal I, I, the, the starks have been fucked over yeah over and over and over and over and and yeah you can definitely if you identify with the underdog being treated unfairly you're you know you're going to identify with with house stark for sure mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah and then yeah yeah so um I think we pretty much covered everything uh, there is to cover this episode. Uh, we hit the two hour
1: and fifteen mark, and we've yeah. <laughs> time to I wrap it up. I started to
0: think what our our final episode is gonna gonna look like. We're we're gonna clock in way longer than the than the episode itself uh, of, of Game of Thrones for sure. Far um, longer, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe twice. Well, there, the length, there is but, that, uh, um,
1: yeah. that that uh, sort of retrospective documentary coming out afterwards, too. We were gonna we we're talking about potentially uh, watching that and then doing sort of a uh, maybe review the documentary but also kind of a, uh, a look back episode a as well, yeah.
0: yeah. And, and I think either, even if the documentary sucks, we'll still have a lot to talk about after we have had time to process the finale, you know, for a week and then. You know, where we think, how how we think the show ended up sticking its landing uh, overall. But uh, I actually am very interested to see a lot of the stuff in the documentary, whether or not they touch on how little material they had to work with and how much of it, you know, they had to, how much of it changed. I'm just very curious to see about... The machinations of putting this season together so uh, that'll be interesting but yeah uh you know next week uh we're gonna get a big battle uh the penulti- penultimate episode of game of thrones uh can't wait um the final uh, battle
1: yeah i mean maybe. the, the night knows. the maybe night we'll King could, could still show up you know all those little
0: pieces <laughs> of little ice
1: broken. that broke apart could totally terminator t1000 you know uh forge cool. back together
0: <laughs> and turn back into a thing yeah and be like well yeah.
1: now now it's cersei and the night king together now you're fucked
0: it would be hilarious if he did that and then just looked around all at all his like soldiers that were dead and just like let out like oh god damn it and then like went up to like like one random baby and turned him again he's like i did this fucking thing all over again i gotta build up yeah. a whole <laughs> a <laughs> it troop was, of white walkers I, just when i thought i was out they pull me back in <laughs> Oh man, um, yeah. So if you like uh, our show and you want to hear us talk about uh, human politics or American politics, <laughs> real world politics, you can check out our main show, quasi-human um, politics. Yeah, yeah. In some in certain cases, I certainly wouldn't describe John Bolton as a human or Elliot Abrams as a human being. But um, yeah, if you want to hear us talk about regular U.S. politics uh, and world politics, you can uh, listen to Move Left Idiots. Uh, we release a show every Thursday night. Uh, And that's in the feed that you're probably listening to this in soundcloud.com slash move left. Or uh, you you can find us on Apple podcasts, obviously just search for move left idiots. You can rate review and subscribe over there. Uh, And if you want to support the show, you can become a Patreon, patreon.com slash move left. If you want to pick up any merch from our main show, you can head over to TinyURL. Uh, dot com slash move left merch I am on twitter at move underscore left
1: and I'm on twitter at smut collector that's with an ER not an OR
0: <laughs> and we will see you next week for the penultimate episode of left of the throne
2: woo there, there was